Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Bad Bad Not Good is a gifted group of young musical explorers who call Toronto, Ontario home. Their latest album is a wonderfully dynamic and stellar one called Four, which is out now via Arts and Crafts and was nominated as a shortlist contender for the 2017 Polaris Music Prize. The other day, Alexander Sawinski, Matthew Tavares, and Chester Hansen of Bad Bad Not Good met with me to discuss each and every song on Four. Unfortunately, the band's newest member, Leland Witty, couldn't join us, but I was able to track down some of the special guests who appear on this record. So keep an ear out for Samuel T. Herring of Future Islands, Colin Stetson, and Charlotte Day Wilson, who each made a huge contribution to four. Sponsored by Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, Planet Bean Coffee, Granddad's Donuts, and HelloFresh Canada, this is Bad Bad Not Good and Friends discussing four on the 346th episode of Creative Control with your host, me, Vish Khanna. Bad, not good. Thank you so much for being back on my show. It's nice to have you all here. How's it going? Good. Maddie, how are you? I'm great. Good, good. Alex, how are you? I'm doing swell. Nice. And Chester? I'm great, yeah. It's it's really wonderful. It's, I feel like it's been three or four years since we all gathered together around microphones and had mm-hmm. a chat. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a lot, last time was in Guelph, I think. No, church. I think it was actually in... The last time we actually talked formally, if you will... Was uh, in Halifax. Remember we did that panel? Yeah, of course. Oh, with, that's crazy. Uh, with Ryan. Ryan Hemsworth. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was fun. I think it was four years ago. It was, like a, it was an Olympics ago. Olympic <laughs> time. That didn't quite make sense, but I, it was four years ago, I think. You catalog my Olympics. <laughs> I do, yeah. Four year, cool. four year increments. Yeah. Right. I think of the Olympics every time I think of four years. No well, Olympics this year. I don't think so. I don't keep. Tr- I'm not a, like an Olympics nerd or nothing. Oh, okay, okay. I just like if someone says yeah. something's going to take. Four well, it's, years. and it's, to be honest, it's actually uh, Winter Olympics are every four years. 
Oh, the summer? They do Olympics every two years. Not summer, always, winter. though, is yeah, it? Yeah, rotating, always. Oh, man, you know a lot about the Olympics. You a big Olympics fan? They, just, they made you watch it in, in like public school in the library and stuff. I just remember like yeah. watching a summer one, then mm. watching a winter one, and then watching a summer <laughs> one. But, you know. Well, anyway, it's great to have you back. Uh, uh, and uh, the Olympics were good. You're you know. looking fit, is what, I, what I'm saying. Four years later, you look like yeah. you're ready to compete. Sorry. Yeah, we're just doing our thing. Yeah. <laughs> 10K run every day, you know. I, uh, my understanding is you just got back from a fairly extensive European tour. Is that correct? I, yeah. I wasn't on the tour. but You didn't go on the tour? No. What happened? Uh, I've just taken a break from touring. My roommate's filling in for me. Your roommate yeah, is filling in for you? show, by the way. <laughs> Pardon? Who likes the show? Who likes, oh, yeah, no, 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 that, no, that's my old roommate. roommate. Yeah, 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 roommate. Yeah, roommate. roommate. Right. I want to talk about this later. Okay. I want to figure out what's going on with you and why you're not on tour and all that stuff. Okay. The people who did go on tour, how was it? <laughs> it, was, it was good. It was, uh, started off the tour with some classic Montreal to, you know, Caslow, BC to London, United Kingdom. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> little little trip. Um, you know the route. We're at, yeah, we're at, <laughs> we're at yeah, that, that old route. Oceaga. Notable against the country. Yeah. Then you go overseas. Oceaga was awesome for that CanCon. Caslow um, Jazz Festival was amazing. Yeah. And then, yeah, we were over in Europe for a couple of weeks. And we just got back last week on Sunday. Do you like being on the road? Is it grueling? Is it exhilarating? Is it some mixture of both? Yeah. Personally, on the last trip, I felt like it was really good. Like, it was some of the more really tired touring, like that Caslo uh, and then jet lag and then, like, just, like, right in. But it just felt really good. Felt like everyone was in a good vibe, like, yeah. show-wise. The, the lowest moments weren't, like, you know, burdens. Right. Because traveling, I've never done extensive traveling in Europe, but, I mean... My understanding is that the trips between shows can be a little shorter than some other places. Is that right? Like you're kind of in the next city pretty quickly. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. if you're training or planning or whatever, it's usually pretty fast. Unless you're going, we had a couple pretty far distances, like driving or flying to Wales from Italy and then driving. Sorry, flying to London from Italy then driving to Wales. Right. That's what I meant to say. Right. Now we were talking about the Olympics. Have you guys ever played Greece? We did this year for Once, the first time, yeah. yeah. Oh, how was that? It was cool. Cool little show. And honestly, probably some of the most tasty vegetables I've ever eaten. <laughs> Just where the tomatoes were, like, magnificent. Yes, the Mediterranean cuisine is supposedly mm. quite amazing when you're in the actual place. It's, it was great? Yeah. It was okay. a nice time. We met um, people, that local, like, people who came to the show that were friends of Chester's randomly through, like, one friend. Or friends of friends, yeah. That we actually, yeah, through a lot of weird through, connections. Through, yeah, oh, crazy. You don't have like random run-ins with people you know on the road. I would think just knowing you guys and your social networks, that, but, that happens. But this, this was this, this was, was like, like people oh, you've never met before. People right? we've never met yeah. before, and then Chester randomly found out that there was a they knew like a like a good long time friend. Oh, us, okay, so. cool. That's yeah, it was weird. That's, and they're really from? Cool. Are they from Canada? No, no, they're, oh. they're Greece, uh, Grecian. Um, <laughs> but my friend is, like, super into kind of free jazz and, like, Balkan um, crazy music um, and goes out there to, like, Serbia and Greece and stuff to study and play saxophone and jam with people. And oh, okay. Ended up meeting, meeting these people, uh, I guess, last year. Oh, okay. Really, really random connection. He also cool. plays in Lemon Bucket Orchestra. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is current gig. Okay, cool. By the way, I, we should say we're missing someone. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Leland's uh, at cottage. Right right no, Leland can't be here. Yeah, Leland, <laughs> yeah, Leland said we no thanks. Yeah. I'm hitting the open. It's road. personal. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I like Leland. He seemed like a nice guy. I met him yeah, a couple times. Know. Well, you know, you add him for the album four and then you take him away from the yeah. album three point two. So. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk about four in a moment and I wanna get we're gonna uh, you guys are doing me the service of we're gonna go through every song. That's cool. the plan, right? Yeah, cool. Which I'm excited about. And then by the way, amazing record. Unbelievable record, if I might say. Thank you. You're proud of it? You're happy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. No, I'm proud of it. Yeah. It's hard to be proud of something you made a year and a half a ago. A year and a half ago. Yeah. No, longer. we made it longer. And then also yeah, so, so many just, things so that just changed. changed. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. very many stories It's weird to even it. think about this but. album as like, you know, like we hustled and we made it and then we put it out. And you're like, oh, what do people think of the songs? It's just like so much has happened since that. Well, yeah, exactly. I was actually curious, and I, and, and we'll, I want to jump to just before you made this record in a moment but did you find on this tour that these songs changed a lot because you've been touring pretty extensively since the record came out does that happen with Bad Bad Not Good did the, the songs that you recorded evolve live? I'd, I'd say so yeah, yeah definitely because if, <laughs> if they don't then we're just going to go crazy from like playing the same exact thing yeah forever I think it's a natural uh, evolution of like trying to you know the sections that are allow for a lot of improvising, we try to do that, and then even like changing entirely like some of the arrangements and stuff. Okay, so that does happen. Okay, well, yeah. maybe we can talk about that stuff as we go through the songs. Maybe mm-hmm. you can illuminate how things have changed. But like I say, I want to go back to before four, uh, I guess after three. Now mm-hmm. I'm just counting. But uh, <laughs> after three, you tour behind three. Uh, what is your mindset going into making four? Do you remember... I guess it was what two years ago. Did you have a sense That's, of what you wanted to accomplish? Yeah, well, that we was were three years ago. Ghostface record then. I think. Oh, it was three years ago. Well, that was three in twenty thirteen. Oh my goodness! Right, that's tour, right. Right? No, I think. Oh, maybe it did. Yeah, May or March fifth, May fifth. That was the crazy. Of, yeah, right? yeah. Twenty thirteen. That was a crazy tour. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The Ghostface tour. Just the three tour. of no, no, no the oh, three album cycle or whatever. Man. Yeah. You mean it was long? Very yeah. We you know, we capped it off. We started off with like like twenty five shows in like twenty days or something like that. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well, we counted all the like radio performances, and <laughs> it's also just the three of us, no tour manager. Uh, Chester was the tour manager. No, yeah, getting everywhere ourselves. You know, yeah, which it was, is it's crazy like, to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Did that experience inform any of the music uh, that you made uh, in terms of making four? Do you remember the mania? I feel like. What informed four the most was like touring so much after three, because after three and then the Ghostface record, it's like I feel like we just got way, way, way more shows, you know? Mm. That, like those were like two very intense years of touring. Yeah. And like through that, we just met so many people because we were always on the road. Right. And, you know, just I guess like maybe the most obvious thing is people would just show us music that we never thought we'd even listen to, you know? Oh. And then like we just like thousands of records that people would like give us or like give us USB sticks up or whatever and we'd all listen to it in our free time or on airplanes and like we had so much time to listen to music because we're always traveling so I feel like in those two years like we just took in so much music can you like, I feel like we all like individually just like we're listening to like 10 albums a day or something and on top of that like you're getting so much better at your instrument mm-hmm. and just kind of almost like it's, it would almost be tight as if like you wrote an album and you just toured it without recording it and then toured it like recorded it at the end because you, you're mm-hmm. so much tighter and yeah. you feel like all the parts and ideas that you kind of come up with in like probably like five minutes one time then it's like the song you play it over and over but I mean that's the cool that's a cool cycle too we'll yeah. reverse it when we uh, you know change the good good not bad <laughs> so, so, yeah. when we make music it's like 
because you were asking if like certain experiences informed like a song or whatever, certain songs on the record. But like when we make music, at least the, with like as bad, bad, not good. Obviously, like we make music as other things where it's like this is specifically this. But I feel like it's kind of just like in the moment us expressing how we feel, and we're not really like thinking of like let's make a song of that one time on tour. Or no, no, of course. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, yeah. I think uh, uh, I assume uh, a song that you guys create is a reflection of some experiential thing. Yeah, that you, yeah. That you can almost it's like a manifestation of just like inner psychological stuff, like all art is, you know. But yeah. it's like not like we rarely ever think like, oh, like this one experience informed thing. this song, or like we're gonna write about this specific moment or motif. No, I think your broad yeah. statement about receiving music from people that you met on the road and then just playing as much as you did, as intensely as you did, that's all what I'm looking for. Oh, amazing! And I think I also think... on top of that, just like the healthy balance of relation, you know, like. Uh, touring with each other changes so much. You learn so much about each other, so much about yourself. You hate yourself and mm. you hate <laughs> each other. And it just like it, the whole relation, I think, kind of comes back to the studio because when you're like working again, you know, and you have the creative like abilities and space, you um, have a different headspace on where you were the last time. Did you have you ever lived together as roommates? Me uh, and Chester. Chester and well, yeah, I mean. I lived in uh, Alex's dad put me up in his basement. It was uh, Holy very, very kind. Yeah. <laughs> couple couple of apartments faded. I moved from the closet to the to the apartment. You yeah. know, then I moved out on my own, got my own place. You lived in the closet. Yeah, Chester lived in like uh, it was. Oh, it was like a room. It was like a closet. Like closet. Yeah, yeah. But like, no, yeah. no, it's like it was bigger than this room. It was no, probably the size it of this room. for sure. Yeah. Not. yeah, no, it's about the size. I, you know, I guess you I've recorded seven people in there: <laughs> drums, bass, guitar, organ, no, vocals, and horns. <laughs> on a on a in the small room on an IBM MacBook basement room. IBM crazy. Yeah. So did you learn stuff about each other with you living in the basement? I guess so. I mean, like things you did. Yeah, it was pretty early. Oh, is early in the in your friendship even? Yeah, like oh. well, this is when we weren't really like playing shows and like any kind of profits were yeah. seen. Okay. Well, essentially, um, like we all dropped out of school, and then I was like, "Wow, I don't, I don't have any money." Or and my lease was up at the place I was living in college, and then um, Alex and his dad put me up for a long time. Okay. Was this before you lived in that house you got evicted from? Uh, no, it was right after. <laughs> okay. Like the summer after. <laughs> not because from, he, not because from Crawford wrong, to my basement? Almost directly, yeah. Crazy. I stayed, we stayed with some other friends and then a friend of my mom's. I remember that you lived in yeah. the East End for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Maddie so. just brought up the fact that you got evicted to make you sound kind of bad. I know. <laughs> I was thinking, I just thought it was funny. Yeah, Chester's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. yeah, Chester came to me, some whiskey on the bread. Yeah. I was like, yo, put yeah. me out. <laughs> Man, out. I need five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good that you're learning uh, about each other and, and learning about your, your whatever, I guess, your limitations and your... Uh, your badassery, if you will, Chester. Yeah, uh, yeah. I only brought that up as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about this uh, record. We're going to go song by song, uh, and we're going to begin, I believe, with the first song. Why don't we start at the beginning? That makes okay. sense, doesn't it? Sure. And that too. I guess like me and Leland 
just occasionally, well, we all do sometimes, like, you know, it's like Alex and Chester, or me and Alex, or Chester and Leland, or whatever. We'll just go in the studio, like, in, like, little groups. Not on purpose, but just because, you know, two people are busy that day or something. So it was just me and Leland, and we just went to the studio and made, like, I guess the foundation of that track. Yes. Kind of like, I guess, like, most of the synths and the piano and stuff like that, and the drum machine loop that's off the top. You played the bass. I played the bass, yeah. Well, I played most of the bass. Chester yeah. played the very, the like, last 20 the seconds of bass on it. <laughs> what happened? You, you bailed on the last no, 20 we seconds? we just extended it longer. We were like, oh. it should go a tiny bit longer and have a sax solo in it. Right. Uh, and, like, obviously, well... Chester should just play that, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then that's just, like, normally our tracks never start like that, but it's just kind of how it happened. And we just took this, like, snippet or two-mix thing that me and Leland did and just we started overdubbing on top of it. I feel like Leland is going to haunt this conversation because this very much is a, a coming-out party, if you will, for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, this yeah. record. He's like, yeah, that's the most important part of this record. And he's yeah. not here. Undeniably, yeah. He's if, at I, the if I may add, I feel like the and that to you vibe is kind of comes from... Um, probably like the, both of yours, like kind of love of weird classical music and like motifs and using, mm. you know, like melodies and then kind of putting weird roots and stuff. You know, you love to do that. Yeah, you exactly. Love to the I, options. I'm trying to think of exactly what we were referencing. I got a craft work vibe. For sure, there's like some craft work, like kraut rock in general or something. Thing. But, it's but uh, class, yeah. yeah, there was like it was like some Steve Reich thing or something. Okay. Yeah. Off like, but obviously it's like not like you know. Like, no, it has like some, crazy phasing, but like it's minimal. Yeah, it has it, a minimalism to exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, and the whole song is just like this same motif. That's like, it, it's like A flat minor and major simultaneously. Well, it mm-hmm. kind of oscillates like every like half bar with like a ton of different roots underneath it. Okay, and we it's almost like the. I feel like there's like at some point every note is played on top of that chord in the <laughs> yeah. song. So, so okay, so Maddie song. and Leland work on this thing together, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> you two, Alex and Chester, you come in and you're like, hey, what, what do we do? It, what there's do actually do? a long like germination period. I feel oh. like because the that the song kind of sat as the version that they made, and no, then, we were not we we're not even gonna put on the yeah. Record. When yeah, we yeah, were yeah. compiling was, the album, we decided oh, to work on it further. Um, and we're like unsure about it until like it was actually done. And we're like, oh, yeah, this we, sounds uh, amazing. A big like piece of the album is not putting, not really trying to make an album or put any of the songs together till the last oh, yeah, second. It was right. so hard. Like yeah. literally putting them in the folder and like, I just we're all just like looking so like this is not achievable. Moment. Yeah. Oh, I see. It's a very difficult record to make. Now that I'm looking back on it, like it's, every part of the process, really tough. And literally, even kind of the song order was so tough. I like that it went from like this might not make it to let's kick off the record, <laughs> yeah. the song. Yeah, that's, well, that's a good point. Is, actually, I just think, yeah, you know, shit. There were uh, there were quite you a know. few songs that we like. I guess going back to earlier in the conversation when we so we finished up all this crazy touring from Ghostface album and three, um, and then we, I remember we wrote a batch of songs that were like really jazzy, almost like as a Return from the Sound of Three, which was like kind of just a bunch of different, bunch of different stuff. I don't know how to describe it. Sure. Um, but there, we wrote all these songs that had like jazz solis and stuff, uh, and, and then, uh, and then yeah, gradually just like each um, each song would come about kind of in its in its own way until we started thinking about like the album. So we had we would be hanging out with Kate Renata and like jamming on random stuff, and then. Or, you know, getting together with Charlotte, who we sort of got to know over the last few years yes. um, via Alex. And I don't know. It was just a really long process. It was 
pretty crazy how the, the different uh, evolutions. Okay, well, I mean, we have a lot of songs to get through, so I think yeah. most of this will, uh, most of that will come up as we go. I imagine. No, absolutely. Uh, I because you're an instrumental band uh, primarily, uh, song titles are fascinating to me. In also this. very difficult. Yeah, the very hard part of it. And like, that too? What does that even re- reference? Uh, I remember like at the time, I like had a lot of, like I still do, but like I was especially anxious then, you know, kind of like just going through a lot of shit. And I just started like meditating a bunch and like getting into that whole scene, like doing yoga. Hmm. And you know, there's like various people or like touchstones when it's like you're kind of like entering what some like loosely coined thing is like spirituality or whatever, you know. Or like at least like the practice of it. So I just started listening to this, like, Ram Dass podcast, if you know who that is. I've heard of He that. wrote this, like, I guess, seminal book called Be Here Now. It's kind of, I guess, like, maybe, like, it was, like, one of, I guess, like, the seminal, like, forays of, like, a oh, Western yeah. person going to the East and then bringing it back and, like, kind of contemporizing it for, like, a North American audience. Right. But anyway, he had this podcast. One of the episodes was And That Too, you know what I mean? Well, you named it after a podcast episode. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Is it with the so, comma? Or? With the comma and everything, oh, yeah. And, you know, he was just talking about, like, kind of... The stuff you hear on on things like that, you know. You're searching for some meaning. Exactly. You, generally, that's you. Am I? Yeah. Me? Yeah, oh, all the time. All yeah. the time. Right here. Some of us are, are done. We mm. don't care anymore. Oh, but like, oh, sorry, like meaning, the meaning of life. Yeah. No, 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 no. You're not searching for the meaning for of like, life? I'm searching for like, I guess like a personal meaning. It, it more so like it could even be artistic or whatever. But like The meaning of your life. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, that's, oh, okay, that's what yeah. I mean. Yeah. And like uh, like you know less so now, but especially then I was like very depressed point. and like oh. very anxious and like okay. th- kind of grasping onto things that I, I thought could help. And know? does the vibe of the piece speak to any of that stuff? Yeah, well, I feel like me and Loon were just like listening to a lot of that stuff then, and mm. it was like this kind of start as this like really meditative kind of ARP thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, it does have that quality. Yeah, and, and it was just like something we were just talking about while we were making it, so it just seemed apt to title it that. Okay. You know? All right, that's fair. All right, well, I believe we have enough information about the yeah. first song. Let's yeah. move on to <laughs> number two. That's, that's a deeper one, too. Which one? Like. The next Speaking one? Speaking generally? No, no, I think and that, too, is kind of Oh, a cool sorry, one, did, it, did you want to say more about it? No, absolutely not. You can if you want. <laughs> I, was, I honestly just rattled some sticks on a mic, so it's kind of there. Well, yeah, did did you guys actually answer my question about what... You two did after we did an additional like section where there's, we put in a soprano <coughs> solo and we just added some like elements to like, yeah. lift that up. But, but then okay. it basically they had already kind of laid down the things. Okay, and it was a rare song because usually we try to do everything together, but mm. never realized that. Right. Like, okay. And it's cool. has it evolved uh, since you recorded it? When you uh, do you play this live? Yeah. 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 It's really. Uh, Weird. I mean, the actually, it's pretty much the same until we get to the sax solo, and then we just like really take it out. And um, I don't know. The last couple times, it's been this almost like '70s like groove fusion kind of solo with like John Coltrane soprano style right soloing on top. Um, yeah, we've done it really like open and kind of like almost free at times mm-hmm. vibe, and I mm-hmm. think that was just kind of feeling a little like played out in terms of. Yeah. Setting that up every time, so okay, Chester okay. Funked it. We funked it up. You funked it up, Chester. You bit. funked it up. Yeah. Is this why you got evicted? Because you're too yeah. funky. Yeah. 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 All right. No, that's fair. I appreciate this. All right. Let's move on to the next song. Speaking gently.
Yeah, I think it was I mean, iPhone demo jam. It, this was one of the we earlier ones. Patch and then we <laughs> like, I'd say we wrote this not too long after that batch of jazz songs I was talking about. I remember um, it was cold when we wrote it. Yeah. So it would have been almost a year, I think, before we finished the record. Yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. This was like the early, early first batch of tunes that we were maybe thinking would be the record. Oh, I see. Sorry, um, it's early after three, you mean? After this? No, yeah, oh. this is like... This would have been... Like at least a year before, like, yeah, the record came oh, out. Oh, I see. At least a year and a half even, maybe. Okay, I think. Yeah, I think the starting the winter of 2014 is when yeah. we okay, would have yeah. started. And then we finished, finished the album it winter 2015. Yeah, yeah. The and then it came out in 2016. Right. This one has a if I if memory serves, this one has a quite a big build. Like when you, when you come in, the song really gets going. Alex, I'm pointing at Alex right yeah. now. Um, it gets busy. Yeah, if you will. Kind of just like <laughs> I guess the idea was like psychedelic, like kind of. Heavy drums, yeah. You know? Lots of double kicks in there. And what is the primary instrument making the kind of main figure, if you will? Like what? Doo, 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 doo. Yeah, uh, I think it's a poly six. Right? Yeah, chord yeah. poly six. Okay, great, classic great synth. synth. Yeah, probably Who's, like one of those times pretty we, affordable. we just got it and then we wrote a song on it. Yeah, like just dialed the first patch on it. And yeah. Like, uh, you know, obviously change it a bit or something. Yeah. No, that's, that's you, Maddie, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was me. Yeah, yeah. and and yeah, it does have a psychedelic feeling. You guys, do you, you like the psychedelic music? Mm. Absolutely. Oh yeah, it's got a cool presence. Sometimes. I don't know what we like now, but then it was definitely that was a big thing. Vibing. Okay, it, it, like mystical. It's like a weird. It's mysterious. Mm. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what like if there was even a reference for that one. I feel like that one just kind of came out of nowhere. I think like the T2 drum sounds. Yeah. A yeah, bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I kind of feel like at least maybe I still do or did have like a fascination with like drums sounding acoustic, but like chunky and like records you really love rather than just like sometimes in the modern world where it just like the presence of the drums is really just like kind of all the attack and yeah the it's, and stuff. yeah it's hmm. almost like overdone so yeah we were in the underdo vibe so, it took a long time to get those drum sounds too mm. yeah especially because it's, <laughs> it's crashing yeah. hard you were going pretty pretty hard you were yeah. in you were all in on it yeah. yeah also i think i also had just gotten that drum kit so it sounded really good oh yeah is that the yeah the sonar one the or yeah or so who got the kit i bought a drum kit oh it's your kit i think the band actually bought the kit so <laughs> if you guys want to take a piece <laughs> yeah i got the rack <laughs> time yeah. yeah so you bought a new kit where did you guys make this record or where did you make did you make uh, it just all? in our studio that's like a converted garage oh okay yeah you do all your own production yeah. essentially yeah. engineering okay. everything okay okay yeah, this, this dog. mostly you maddie well like i engineer everything yeah are you engineering this Session? You no, could say, I, yeah, for sure. Like, uh, of, technically, I, I, I feel like Alex has done most of the I turned the board on. I taped off. Yeah. I taped off. Matt, Matt did your gains. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dialed in your EQs. Exactly. Speaking Produce. gently? Speaking what is? Well, why speaking gently? Just out of curiosity. I completely forget uh, what Connor Oltais came up with that name. Mm. Who did? Remember he gave us like a few names because we were stumped on names. And yeah, that's right. Just our friend who... we That was when we were in Singapore, right? Yeah, yeah, he shot Ooh, some of the yeah. photos that are in like contained the in the album, album art and right. stuff, and like the gatefold one and all that yeah. stuff. The tour photo. But uh, yeah, he just like we were like, there's you know a couple songs obviously we knew we were gonna call them, and then like a couple ones we were like, oh, it could be this or that. Because once again, it's kind of like you don't write this music because you're like, I need to write an instrumental song that expresses this concise idea, like. Yeah, vo- it's you know, it's a curious thing. Right? You're putting like vocabulary to something that's not right. Yeah, there's no lyrics in the song. The titles are sort of random. Exactly. Well, they're but some they have of meaning. them are random, some, and some of, of them, them aren't. Are. Yeah, and I, there, this was one that we just were like, I have no idea what to call. Right. It. I like, frequently speak with instrumental, mm. instrumental, instrumentalists. I guess. 
<laughs> and uh, it's interesting just talking to them about titles because there's always a story behind it. Or, I mean, I've talked about this before, like with Tortoise, they told me recently uh, in the last year or two that often they get the deadline for the artwork yeah. from the label. And they're like, oh, shit. Okay, we got to. Yeah, we need titles. So they just like the day the artwork is due, they no, just. No, no, we did. That was kind of what we too, did too. Because we were on a trip to shoot the artwork. Oh, well, really? To yeah, to play finish shows the artwork. And then, yeah. and then so artwork. you just come up with stuff. Well, we had like some ideas, but it was like, wow, we really have to name some of these tracks. We have no idea what they should be called. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a gorgeous song. Thank I, you. I love this one. It reminds me of like a 70s soundtrack y thing, maybe. I don't know if that's. For sure. For sure. I, I can definitely see that. No, no. Definitely, <laughs> yeah. definitely a drum sound reference was like tight 70s drums, I'd say. Right. Yeah. Like okay. It was like Steely Dan yeah. or something in a way. But a Steely bit Dan? Yeah. You a big Steely Dan fan? Oh, oh yeah. Huge Dan man. Yeah. <laughs> really? Someone was telling me actually Donald Fagan might be playing shows again. Yeah, Lucas is opening for him. What? He is? Yeah, in like Orange County or something. Who's Lucas? Uh, my friend Jerry Paper. Oh, okay. Well, he's like playing with his band Mild High Club or something like that. That's crazy. Mild, Mild Mild Baggins playing with them? Yeah. Oh, really? Weird. Like the, to their opening for him, but oh, Lucas, Lucas is, is playing in the band. What do you like about oh, what do you okay. like about Steely? Oh, he's playing okay. in the band. Yeah, he's playing oh. in a band opening for Donald. Again, okay. exactly. Oh, I see. Okay, what do you like I about? I think that's Steve? a chop show, so you need to be heavy gun to be in that. Oh, really? What, what, what do we like about Silly Dan? Yeah, sorry, I was just going to ask because you're younger people, mm. and I'm just curious what you like about Steely Dan because Steely Dan is a, an older. It's incredible songwriters, outfit, great yeah. production, really funny. A lot of their songs are like it's like if you watch the classic albums, they literally talk about how they add like intentionally add humor to their lyrics. They're quite mm-hmm. sardonic, if yeah, you will. Yeah, yeah. Black like, humor, if you will, you know, absolutely. like uh, dark humor. Yeah, you're into that. Yeah, and. Yeah, well, it's funny because I feel like it was just, I like, you know, stages of our band and friendship and, you know, uh, growth together. Uh, it was probably one of those bands where, like, oh, whatever, Steely Dan. Like, they kind of made fun of them for the yeah, first time. Like, yeah, who cares? And then you're all of a sudden like, oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that progresses in that fashion. I feel like something Music. they do really well is, <laughs> like, Brian. have an amazingly catchy song with the weirdest harmony and, like, mm. st- like the most insane chords that, you know, you wouldn't logically think of if you were just approaching it from like a book kind of sensibility but right they it works so well and they're amazing huh yeah oh, some of the chords they use are like uh just chords i would never even see in like complex jazz yeah. tunes. it's like yeah. weird like slash chords with yeah, that's very specific rap. voicings and like that's the rap on them that they're they're progressive they're yeah. complicated but also then they have like you know so smash records that time. people yeah. love worldwide and also just dad's all over the world, or at least in Canada or North America, love Dan. So it's yeah. like the joke, you know, you can always joke. You're like, oh, like, you know, you listen to whatever. I don't know, what's the champagne, whatever song? Peg? Oh, Kid Charlemagne. I always think of Champagne. Oh, Kid yeah. Charlemagne. Yeah. 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 Just like classic, classic hits, and, you know, lots of people know him, so it's always a good band. To mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, that's cool. That's, do you listen to Steely Dan when you're on tour and stuff? Do you listen to music? I listen to them all the time. You yeah. do? They're amazing. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, that's good. All right. We're going to move on. We're going to yeah. move on to the next song. We're pretty on drums. Crazy. Time Moves Slow. I found you at the window again Looking out Watching the leaves falling in Then it was something like a dream Oh, so perfect Couldn't talk to me Time moves slow When you're 
This is a gorgeous song. My son and I love this song. It gets in our head a lot. And uh, my, by the way, my son, six years, he, six years old, loves <laughs> your record. He wrote a he wrote a rap. I believe he wrote a rap to speaking gently. Amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, he writes, to you, then. It's, all, it's it just gibberish. <laughs> it's just gibberish. But he just I'm that's like what, you can, that's what everyone said about Eminem too. You know? He's got a little Eminem thing going on. He went fast on this one. He went in. Say, he went all in. Yeah, yeah I think he did. So <laughs> I, I was just driving, and I'm like, you know, Levon, you can you can rap to this if you want. <laughs> it's like a beat, and he's like, oh yeah, and then he just went in and he. Sings about like seagulls disturbing him at the beach while he's trying to rap. Amazing. I don't know where he came up with that one. Uh, cool. Yeah, I'll try to get him. He's very uh, elusive in terms of getting him to record, lay down a vocal mm. track. Just teach well, him how to produce, and then he'll make his own beats. I mean, you got the studio right here. You can uh, yeah. get him in. <laughs> anyway, this song uh, stays with me. It's a haunting one. Uh, the vocal here, Sam Herring <clears throat> from Future Islands. Mm. Yep. How do you know Sam? We met him in an airport for the first time. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, he was in trying to buy Australia? an e-cig. Australia? No, it was in Heathrow. Oh, that's right. But we he was coming from Australia. We were coming from Australia or something. That was the first time that I met the guys. And that was, I think I was rushing. I was rushing around Heathrow. I was trying to find a, like a nicotine inhaler or an electronic cigarette because I was about to go on a flight to, uh, to Australia, I believe. Now, I don't remember where they were heading, but we basically walked by each other. And they stopped me and said, what's up? And uh, I kind of just thought that they were maybe some people that saw us at a show or something. <laughs> I feel like a dick saying that. But I was like, I was like, oh, cool. What, what's up, dudes? And then they're like, oh, we're bad, bad, not good. And I was like, whoa, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> you guys are musicians and you just happened to meet a future collaborator at the airport? It wasn't like a music festival or well, something? Well, it was because we did the... Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, at that point, we had actually already done the... Um, or we had finished the remix of Seasons that we did. It right. hadn't come out yet, but uh, those guys had all heard it, so that was like... This is a Future Island song. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, that was the first spark to our like relationship, I guess. guys uh garrett and William from future islands uh we came to know them just through their remix of seasons um which was done i think we probably received it uh you know we we put out an album singles uh, our first on 4ad in uh what is it march or april of 2014 and around that time uh, of the album first being released we were already you know the label was already talking about getting some remix artists in on it um, and throwing out some names and uh, our, our friend uh, and A&R at 4AD Ben Gaffin um, threw out Bad Bad Not Good um, which I had heard of from my older brother who is someone who for my whole life has always turned me on to good music that I don't know about um, but hadn't really listened to their stuff uh, long story short they came back a couple months later probably mid uh, maybe, maybe mid-summer um, 2014 with the remix reinterpretations of um, our song Seasons and uh, we were blown away by it but the thing was you know uh, with any kind of 
uh, album cycle or song cycle, you know, the label want, wanted to hold on to it. It was kind of like the golden, the gold bar in our back pocket. Um, <laughs> cause we knew that if people forgot about that song or the album, we could just put that out and then it would kind of bring focus because it was just such a, a amazing remix, um, or reworking of the song. passing a couple times like we got some time in our studio uh, for him to come down for a few days and then okay. wrote a couple songs um, one of which was Time Moves Slow so basically the collaboration though the way it happened you know if, if an artist remixes you they don't retain the rights to the remix um, which seems strange and wrong um, <laughs> but uh, they're usually paid a flat fee and then the original artist retains the rights and can do whatever they want with the with the material. Um, in the case of Bad Bad, we were trying to figure out, you know, what they wanted for this amazing remix, um, trying to figure out payment for them um, to work all that stuff out, uh, you know, on the on the business side. That, you know, that was through label and management, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they basically said that they would forego payment if they could do, to kind of do a song for song trade. Like, so instead of getting paid, uh, they were curious if I would be up to do a collaboration with them um, as payment. And um, and then they, of course, would retain those rights to that song, blah, blah, blah. And I was, you know, uh, our manager came to me and asked me how I felt about that. And I was like, yes, of course, you know, um, because I wanted to collaborate with them anyways. Um, so it kind of, it worked out in a strange way. And that's how we came to get together. No, we, we made it. that song in literally like a day. All together. Like four yeah. hours or something like oh, that. Oh, he was with you. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, he came to Toronto uh, used Airbnb crazy. He, uh, yeah, came to the studio and then, I don't know, I just feel like people might find something like that fascinating. Yeah. Like, wow, he used Airbnb. Just regular he just used Airbnb. Just like y'all, man. He eats a lot, likes a lot of pizza. <laughs> he tried a lot of pizza spots in Toronto. Um, we just would jam, like, kind of all day in the, oh. in the room together. Um, and he would just kind of, like, listen Went to, to ideas, pretty open vibe, and then, you know, uh, we then played the three, four chords, little riff. I remember that. He, po he popped that one out. He's like, mm, well, that's the one. And then uh, we kind of riffed on it. And then I think he just kind of started going in and everything kind of flowing out. I don't, I don't remember if we really heard the lyrics till he cut them. No, I remember I mean, we, we did all in the same day. Yeah. I remember the morning. He left for a bit to write he, the lyrics. He went to, like, B Bigford Park. Which is uh, close to. I don't want to give too much information. Oh for wow, studios. Bigford Park, and <laughs> yeah. it was before the renovation with the new um, deck and the new the dog park, which I don't like that much. Oh yeah, they have yeah. a dog park now. It's but yeah, stone. this is pre-dog park, Bigford Park. And yeah. He just went there and he was like, "I'm just gonna chill and smoke cigs and write lyrics." And they came back like three hours later, had the song. We pretty much wrote the songs the way that we write, uh, or Future Islands writes most of our material, which is just. Uh, the three of us in a room together uh, playing around with notes and sounds and, and writing a song. And for them, I think that's what they do. But, uh, you know, I kind of directed a little bit, you know, I didn't have to really direct. I just I always just kind of point out the things that I like, you know, in, a, in if I hear something that works for me, that pulls at me. So I was doing a little bit of directing, which I think was a little different for them. But also I was amazed <laughs> because, uh, you know, me and the guys, uh, Future Islands guys, we don't we don't read music. Uh, we don't 
know about music theory. We're all art school kids, you know, mm -hmm. um, who picked up instruments. Um, you know, William taught himself how to play the guitar uh, when he was younger. Garrett taught him how to, himself how to play the guitar, and then they taught themselves their respective instruments, keys and bass, uh, in college uh, through our, you know, our first band. So we come at music in a in a in that kind of open way of just creating sounds because we don't really have the theory behind it. But I was really amazed at um, the guys because they would be like, okay, cool. Yeah, this sounds good. Well, we can go here or we can go here or we can go here. And they would go through the music theory of it. And I was just like, I've never seen this before ever. <laughs> like, what, what, what are you guys doing? Like, and then I'm kind of questioning them like, well, why can't you go somewhere else? And they're like, I mean, but we can really only go these like three ways. And I'm like, well, there's gotta be another way. But, uh, I just thought it was, it was really interesting to be with such, uh, you know, musicians that have such a tight bond and relationship as as uh, me and my friends do. Um, but seeing that in another group of people and seeing how they work in that similar way, but in a completely different way um, was was really interesting. I was there for I want to say four, four nights and uh, maybe five nights. And we wrote for three or four days. So Time Moves Slow is one of um, three songs we wrote in that period. You know, hopefully the other ones will see the light. You know, one one of those songs. I mean, I, like I said, it's very similar to the way that me and me and um, my bandmates write. Where I feel like you don't need to spend, uh, you know, a month or three months or even a few weeks writing a song. Like if you have something, then it's there. And that was pretty much the feeling um, with "Time Moves Slow." As soon as as soon as it was there, it was like this is this is it, you know. And I just need to put down. I just need to write the lyrics. So, yeah, there was definitely me smoking a lot of cigarettes, sitting in strange places, looking weird um, and getting these <laughs> this, this song together and feeling feeling something. I was definitely going through some stuff while I was down there. So that that's always positive, too. When we pull, pulled his voice up oh, on the microphone, chill. we just got this crazy tube amp that's like it was like super nice. We're like, oh, geez, like we can't believe we bought this thing. Yeah. And um, it was like in the room was dead quiet. It's just like. Hey, it was like the or I can't even go as low. It was like an octave lower than that. It was, like, it was like gonna sound. burst your ear. It was like so deep. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Running away is easy. It's the leaving that's hard. Running away is easy. Running away is easy. It's the living that's hard. When I think about that song, um, I'm, you know, back in my room in Baltimore with a, a couple of different people. You know, it's what I'm trying to say is I don't know if there was a, a one particular person or a, or a group of people over time the way that as our you know as our lives go we find ourselves in that same situation looking at someone um looking away from us um but you know that that is that is the inspiration is that person sitting at a window uh unaffected or somewhere completely else even though they're so close in your room and also that understanding you know it speaks to uh, life on the road, too, in that sense of uh, running away is easy. You know, I spent a good three or four years of my life between 2009 and uh, the end of 2012 
um, dealing with getting over one relationship um, and finding it was easiest if I could just be away from my life, um, you know, in a sense of being away from my my things or my home. Well, you know, I just say my home is wherever my things are. Um, but just running away from it, you know, clouding yourself with booze um, and uh, and trying to find some, I don't know, some happiness out there, you know. Um, so th those ideas, but also understanding, uh, you know, that you're running away and also that people are uh, running away from you. And I think that's also the difference between falling in love with someone who's older and some older than you and someone who's younger than you. Um, mm. So those are, I think, I think that song is about a couple different people. You know, that person that I was still running away from after seven or eight years. And then the most recent breakup, uh, which was so different um, that maybe had the sharper teeth that affected that song. But for me, it's just that it's one of my favorite melodies I've ever written uh, in the chorus. Mm -hmm. Um and something about it, it was so effortless. I think it's important to not bring your agenda to to songwriting. You know, I don't. I don't try to say, well, I'm going through this. I want to try to to uh, to push to push this out right now. You know, you should you should. Uh, for, for me, it's important that I that something is pulled out of me. Um, so so those chords pulled a lot of things out of me that that gave me some therapy. You know. Uh, for what what I was going through, but I won't say that it fixed anything. You know, I, I you know, life is life is life, and uh, like songwriting, um, we have these great epiphanies at times, and then we completely forget about them, <laughs> and, uh, and then we find ourselves in the same situations, going through the same heartaches because uh, we never really actually fixed ourselves or the problems around us. It's the leading that's hard, running songs we kind of wrote with them there's a one like one more that i think is going to be <laughs> released i don't know when <laughs> talked about this eight months ago 20 years ago um and the other song is also really intense and i just think that he's a really like beautiful creative in the sense that the music really pulls out a story and the song's not very complicated you know there's i think obviously in the future island sound too like it's usually quite simple yeah, vibes and yeah. you can create these beautiful arcs and stuff but yeah he just kind of pulls out these like really deep and the voice you know the way he uses it it's so beautiful. it's amazing yeah. it's a gorgeous performance too like i don't know how many takes that was but it's just unbelievable i don't think it was many and it's raw i think raw it was like vocals. the second there's take, no tuning maybe. or anything on that yeah either. vocals are like totally raw i didn't we didn't even eq them at all oh yeah because like, normally yeah. like and you didn't eq them yeah like normally like when you record someone it's like you'll at least roll off yeah. Some info, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. in the high and low end, but with that, it was like, yeah, it's like everything's there, like it's... down to like twenty hertz. I mean, the mastering guy probably like did a forty hertz cut or something, <laughs> but like, yeah, it was like it's like his entire range of voice. We kind of mixed the song so that was like the showcase. I think in my heart, I'm a soul singer and I've never really gotten to flex that muscle. I wouldn't say that I had to, to push anything. You know, it was very natural for me 
even even the range of my voice. Um, I mean, the guys pushed me in the hardest way because, like you said, they wouldn't they <laughs> they did they don't do punch-ins, which uh, you know my favorite part of recording vocals is is doing it ten times in a row and then finding the best passages and putting together this stellar uh vocal take that makes it sound like i'm a really good singer well maybe maybe not a really good singer but <laughs> that uh <laughs> that i'm not tone deaf uh <laughs> for the most part so so when they basically told me you know because we're recording straight to tape you know you're recording directly over our take um so they probably you know i pushed record when they recorded the uh the whole instrumental track and they push record when I recorded the whole vocal track. It was act, I was kind of uh, intimidated and worried about what that would be like, um, you know, because I've never. Yeah, that's not that's not something you really think about. But I think also because of that, you have an imperfect take that has, uh, you know, I think that gives it the certain character of a different kind of uh, perfection, but a different kind of beauty in it. We tried arranging like so many orchestral overdubs. stuff <laughs> on it and like doing and making it like it's gonna be like a we have like smash you violin know? upright bass piano uh, like, i feel like bass clarinet uh, too yeah. maybe yeah, some we kind tried of a lot of thing. all the options and took oh it all initially away. grand piano <laughs> you took it all Dude. away yeah, yeah yeah and then we literally just brought it down to like because we recorded everything on tape we do all the overdubs digitally but like the raw take is just like you know done on like 16 track tape uh-huh so we just literally just brought it to like the day of like i don't think there's a single thing on there that we didn't record that day that we wrote it yeah 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 it was one of those ones we wanted to like beef up and you know have all this augmentation to like you know create a even more you know rich sound i suppose yeah um but uh, just the the four elements the organ the guitar bass it's a stunning song i i can't say it enough i just think it's great so i i appreciate the insight on it have you been able to play this song with him ever Live, I mean? Once uh, in L.A. Once before it came out. Yeah, 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 yeah. once. Yeah. Just the one time. Mm-hmm. So what do you do with it now, with without Sam? We don't play it live. You don't play it at yeah, all? We don't play any of the songs that have vocal features okay. live. Okay. Unless, the, obviously, the vocalist is there. Is, if, unless the vocalist yeah. is there, okay. But yeah, for me, you know, I, I've just been wanting to write more songs with them. Um, you know, that's that's what happened at the end of it was like, you know, we we wrote three songs in three or four days. Uh, we should spend two weeks together you know, <laughs> and write a record. And I, I really think we, we could because, like I said, I just I, I feel, uh, you know, even when I was a kid, I wanted to be a soul singer. Um, when I was like 10 years old, I uh, I wished that I had been born in the, the 40s or 50s so I could have come up at a time where that that was kind of you know that that's a weird thing for a 10 year old kid to think is like i wish i was born decades earlier so i could have been a soul singer but uh but but that's that's always been a part of me just the music that i loved uh listening to with my mom as as a kid um and all that stuff so uh i don't i don't think it was uh it was a stretch but it's it's something i've never really gotten to uh to put out there that much um and it was really easy to explore with those guys that's the beauty of that of that song to me um is that it it does sound i mean we recorded it and uh you know the the bad bad not good uh garage um which is the old cowboy junkie studio and create in you know, 2016 and created something that sounds so classic and timeless um i think it's really a testament it's really a testament to them um and their knowledge uh 
of really what they're trying to create and what they're doing because they they set out to do to do that and within uh, less than 24 hours we had written and recorded that track um and 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 created this sound um so so yeah it's really a testament to them and their crazy knowledge um it's still still pretty young dudes um doing that so there's one one other song that i i'm pretty sure they're putting out is uh in my opinion better than time moves slow Hmm. but it's really really sad and really uh uh dark and heavy it's 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 a similar vibe in the sense of uh, it sounds like old it sounds like old soul like it's it's an easy call on time moves slow um, time moves slow is is uh, instant classic um, totally pop uh, you know in in the sense of pop just being a really catchy song this this other track is uh, is kind of devastating and um, and emotionally much more intense. Uh, and, and musically more intense as, as far as the emotion of the sound. So, uh, so it made sense to put "Time Moves Slow" on uh, on the last record, but at the same time, um, the other the other song is uh, I, I think is more powerful. Um, so I'm I'm really excited for people to hear it. I am curious because I referenced a couple friends in there, friends that I've lost. Um, mm. And uh, and that's that's why it makes it really powerful to me, and I think that's what makes it a, an important song for uh, for people to hear, you know, because I think a lot of people have gone through these these similar things, and uh, and it's something that I like to, uh, you know, I I think it's important to exercise our demons um, for the sake of listeners. Just didn't love me like I do, like I love you. The sad thing is we're better off this way. Time moves slow. You can't hear a thing. We're gonna move on to uh, another brilliant song, Confessions Part Two. <laughs> The best song is that when it comes on the album after that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm remembering the so. oh, Confessions Part Two. This features Colin Stetson, and uh, before we get into this song, it's a sequel, technically, mm. to Confessions from your album Three. What? Why? What's the relationship between the two songs? I guess <laughs> it's like primarily ARP driven would be like the no. I think it goes thing. nerdier. Same key. The same key. Same key. There's same, a few other things. Isn't the same melody? I, no, I don't um, think so. I don't believe so. It's not the same. Sa- the same notes in the main part, I guess. Yeah, like that's what I meant. Oh, I B see. flat, E, f- uh, e flat, F, but just like in- played differently. <laughs> Thank you. 
it's not the exact same key. This is in the relative major key. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This is in B major or Lydian. Or like, like, you could argue it's in B. I don't oh, actually, anyways. no, totally. Yeah, no, I hear that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's getting like, deep right now. It's getting yeah. very deep. Yeah, I'm a little lost myself here. Okay, so it's it's just a. It, <laughs> it's sort of a continuation of something. This, yeah, it's yeah. another one that it's was like difficult the, to come up with the, the title for. So. It's like sax-driven, you know? It's sax-driven. And, like, you know, the first one featured Leland. This one features Colin Stetson. It's just, like, you know, I guess it just made... And Leland. And Leland, too, but you know yeah. what I, in, like, the title. Yeah, he doesn't have to have the feature. Yeah, yeah. Anymore. Right. <laughs> okay, it's let's talk nice. about where this... Where did this come from? Do you remember? Because uh, it is very sax-driven, mm. if you will. Uh, this was a really cool, um, or, like, very intense process because um, Colin Stetson drove up, I think, from... He was. He has a place in Vermont. Yeah. Um, or maybe he yeah, was in Montreal. Yeah. No, he was in Vermont. Uh, drove to Toronto um, to make this happen with us because we um, we kind of like had some mutual connections and we thought it'd be like really cool to to work on something because we've been huge fans of his for a long time now. Yeah, he's um, a wonder. He's, he's like a he's a the, wondrous human being yeah. in terms of what he can do with music. It's yeah. yeah Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 it's it's totally true. Well, I, I mean, I had, I had enjoyed their previous records. I really loved the thing they did with Ghostface. Uh, they had already, you know, so they'd already really shown their their versatility and their musicianship. So it wasn't just one trick wonders, you know, just trying to that um, weren't adaptable, you know. They, they and so you know, I was quite confident that we could go in and just do something that was really original, just really kind of test the boundaries and um, just kind of go off in whatever direction we were taken in. And I like. A lot of the the very stripped down kind of minimalist um, vibe that they have to a lot of the grooves that they've that they've structured over over the past records, um, and I thought, yeah, I, I just thought that we could make something uh, interesting, something something that would sound different than than anything that had come before it, uh, and I think that we did. Yeah, so we came up. It was the pretty much the middle of winter, I think, and for two days like he just came in unpacked all his stuff had his bass saxophone contrabass clarinet like all all his instruments um some of these instruments are rather big yeah yeah, oh, yeah. they're quite large huge, yeah huge, yeah like, as big as a person and old and fragile and, and we didn't we, i remember we didn't really talk much we were just like hey man how's it going like nice <laughs> oh, to meet you yeah. and then he's just like so want to jam <laughs> and then we started playing for four hours uh, <laughs> for like, yeah and then we got lunch and then totally we for four hours again yeah that, totally like. free um wow. and then after that like m- most of that was just like kind of improv like we didn't really keep any Wish of that I stuff that, but yeah. then later on we started to after we met, I guess, musically, we started to hone in on some ideas, and he started playing that main riff, mm-hmm. uh, and then we started to build the song around that. It was pretty early on that I had gotten into that five-figure ostinato that became the main hook of the track. And then we were just kind of off to the races. Recorded 
like 20 minutes of the improv stuff. Like I read at the end, there was a bunch of stuff we didn't record. But the, I remember the riff was something he played mm. while we were improvising. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then we kind of. We went back to it. Really. Like well, I feel like cool. everyone's yeah. kind of had a moment on that. You yeah, know what well, I, mean? like, I think the initial like vibe was just figuring out how to work together because what he does is so insane and powerful mm -hmm. and continuous and long. And that's not normally yeah. what, what we're doing. So I think it was just kind of like, okay. I don't know what drum vibes were. Mm -hmm. Probably just playing beats and you know, splashes and stuff. And then I think these guys were trying to like um, work together to play harmony underneath them. And I think that was kind of like the back and forth energy. Okay. And then I think he pointed out that riff, and then we kind of just like like coach Stetson like guided <laughs> us through a song basically <laughs> together. And then there's a vague duel happening between Leland and mm -hmm. Colin. Maybe I don't know if it's a duel necessarily, but they seem to be. Is, is that right? Are they kind of... Kind of, I guess. Well, in that one, there's more so the other one, which if you've seen that, like, video that's online of, like, us jamming with Colin. That's like, I guess, Confessions Part 3 or something like oh. that. I'm not sure. But, uh, <laughs> which it, will be released eventually. Is it a video? Like, what is it's it? like a yeah, Red Bull video. Oh, of us, okay. like, it was like, they came and filmed the day we were in the studio working on another song. That's like a full-on duel between him oh, and Oh, okay. This but, is uh, less so. This is kind of like, I guess, Leland takes the first solo. Yeah. And then everything else is kind of pre-written parts. Okay. Where they're playing together. There is a tendency amongst uh, saxophonists that... It certainly isn't conducive to, it's, a, it's a, one of those instruments like violin or guitar, or one of the jock instruments that brings in a, a, a lot of this kind of competitive element when, when, when we get together. It is not, it's a, it's a show of force. It's not a collaborative event when that happens. And so, and there are some uh, players that you never get around that, that that's, that's always there from them. And, and so there's no, you know, I know from the I know from the get go whether we're going to actually make music or if it's just going to be this jockish affair. So, so, so I rarely do collaborate with other uh, other sax players, and the majority of my collaborations have been with the same people over the years. Some of my best um, friends and collaborators since I was very young, uh, and I would put Michael Lewis, my brother from. Uh, Bonnie Verdes, who's uh, still over there um, in that in that camp. Just brilliant, uh, beautiful man to play with, and then yeah, Leland. Um, there was there was never any hint of that, you know, I, and and I didn't think there would be going in, but no, that like thankfully was not part of 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 anything that he was bringing, and it certainly isn't anything that I uh, like to step up with um, when we're trying to when I'm trying to collaborate and make music. So it just felt. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Like we were all on in, com- in Common Cause and um, really just, like I said in the beginning, having a conversation and exploring the possibilities. And is this, because of the way you described how this session went, like, is the song we're hearing on the record sort of some kind of Frankenstein monster of different things? Or is that like a continuous? No, no. Everything on the record, because once again, we did it all on tape, is a through oh, performance. It's, it's a continuous live performance. Yeah. like uh, There's no chopping. I remember, I think, I think oh, that okay. one was the one that took the most amount of time to nail. Yeah, but yeah, we, we did the really like ten takes. It's like a seven-minute song. It's a long it's song. Yeah, pretty intense to play, and we did. I think we did the rhythm track as like bass, drums, and and bass saxophone, and, or maybe and sax, and, and, and Leland as well. The only yeah. person I didn't play you played on, on the rhythm track, but it was just because it's like our piano. studio's small and like at You're the time we had the grand yeah. piano, and uh, just to like logistically recording like two live saxophones and yeah. drums is hard enough. <laughs> You add an acoustic piano on top of that in a room that's like 10 square feet or something, or 20 square feet, maybe max. Right. It it's like, going to yeah. sound like an iPhone recording. Who's doing the little, like, like the little, I can't do it. I mean, that was just, you who added that. that. It's a synth. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. There's it's, a synth well, line. I think there's the, a few overdubs. Yeah. The idea of there's very minimal overdubs in that one. Right. Yeah, I think the idea of, at least what I remember Colin was saying, it's like some kind of like 70s soundtrack vibe. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, the drums are kind of like almost like a Isley Brothers break. Yep. Um, so yeah, I think like it was kind of like, oh, let's enhance that a bit more, and then put a little bit of like a boogie harp on it. Yeah, that's the what I'm talking about. Mm. That thing. That, yeah, that's, right at the end. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, I really like that. <laughs> yeah. I like that sticks out. Like in all the chaos, that's been just hitting me more and more. Mm. Not chaos. It's not chaos. I mean, it's that's so, okay. It's a, it's a little yeah, chaotic it's song. Chaotic, Did yeah. it feel chaotic while you were doing it? It was definitely hard. I feel like to nail the take. Right. At certain moments. Well, and also he's just—he's just such a you know. He nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> he nailed it every time, <laughs> undeniably. Yeah, yeah. like it was a it's so intense. Workout, I just yeah. remember even like because I come in for like I play like the fill in like after he's playing the intro, and I just remember like being so nervous, so fucking it up every time. <laughs> yeah, because it's so it's so intense, and also like it's you know he's really on the odd, odd time signature thing and definitely was in myself at the time. Well, you're, the beat's great, too, I have to say. Like, well, I'll keep it cool simple beat. so I can hold it down. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are, you know, shredders. I think it's like a really, there's a certain excitement when you listen to it because, like, when you record a song that's a through take, when you can't edit it because you're on tape, and it's seven minutes long, it's difficult to play. Yeah. It's kind of like the entire time you're playing, you're like, fuck, I don't want to mess up. Sure. Like, I can't mess up. Oh, you know it's what an I intense mean? Like, experience. Yeah. yeah, yeah you get these like, moments of when you're... It's not like, like playing it live, you know? Yeah. No, live you kind of throw it away in terms of like, you can't, you know, take it back. 
or you're not gonna like check it out immediately after and right. you know, like this one I remember like probably even in this take or the one before we didn't use you're like oh my god it's going so well and when you yeah, notice like, that oh my god that's the that's, worst that's when it goes out like the I'm gonna fuck it up it's yeah like, this you're, is the you're best like, take we've ever oh my, done yeah, yeah. and like if I miss I make a mistake it's over <laughs> that's just funny to me yeah I remember, I remember that and they were always they kept on saying oh we can we can you know Actually, no. I remember we we no none of us wanted no, nobody wanted to cut nobody wanted to splice we were we were going to tape nobody wanted to go back in and do any edits later we wanted to have a live take and so yeah it was there were a lot of ins and outs and a, and a lot of things to you know the transitions need to be nailed the the that that piece might sound I, I think like a lot of things that I'm that I'm that are I'm a part of uh, my solo records or. For, or maybe, for example, my, my newest band, XI, people listen to those things, and, and for some, I don't have no idea what, what reason inside of their minds they think this, but they think, they, they hear it and they think improvisation. Nothing could be further from the truth. So um, there is uh, very, I mean, there's almost none, no improv, aside from Leland's uh, blowing for the first 30 seconds or something of that track, there, there really is no improvisation in that track. It is simply all codified and so every move that we made had to be made just right you know every sweep every every quick crescendo or, or you know or, or fast um, transition everything had to be uh, made in, in lockstep and uh, so I think that that's probably what they're referring to you just had to we just had to nail it and 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 it was an and again it was an arrangement that we were still um, ironing out at the, you know right before we we uh, press record so yeah but I love I love that uh, <laughs> I love to be in a state where you're just you're just getting it all it's everything is still really fresh you're still you're up on the balls of your feet you know and because um, and, it, 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 it catches you you're you're hungry you're ready for it you've done the work but at the same time you it's not it hasn't become happenstance so that you can so, so that the the moves feel um, unexciting or or ex, or expected, and so I think that that's a lot of the the feeling of spontaneity in that is kind of a trip can be attributed to how fresh that arrangement was and how much everybody was really just uh, trying to you know trying to nail it. It was it was crazy. It was like a it was like an office. Like we met him at nine a.m. and at six p.m. Oh, he'd late. be like, he "All right, I gotta go to dinner, guys." He was so <laughs> <Yeah>. nervous. <laughs> oh, and you, we we talked about how you don't play songs featuring guest vocalists. Is this a song you can pull off without Colin somehow? Somehow, yeah. We, yes. we we make we, it work. Yeah, we put it in our own kind of and like you know what we can do in our capacity. We we weren't gonna play it initially, and I think we just kind of like tried to jam on it, and we realized that like the motion and the energy of the song is still really fun to play. Um, obviously, without his like huge presence and sound, it's yeah. not the same. But um, we're a part of the music too, so we feel like we hold our 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 own on it, and that's kind of what what it is. Who does the kind of riff? Is it is Leland? It, Leland does it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, but then um, like it's bass and piano while Leland solos, and then we all kind of like. Right. I'm just playing riff the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, good job, Chester. <laughs> I, I, I know that's he not easy. Down, to do. He puts on a phaser pedal, and then yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it feels cool. And again, I felt like after those days the, that we had, you know, that I think I think the track is strong. I think it, it is a, a nice little microcosm cosm of, of, of the, the improvisation and the collaborations that we had done throughout the day. But at the same time, it is uh, it felt to me and feels to me like 
uh, scratching the surface of the potential. So hopefully we will, um, you know, schedules will uh, allow in the future for us to do some more, do some more work and see what happens. to Lavender, featuring Kay Trinata. You hang out with Kay Trinata, you were saying? Sometimes, or do you often? We, we've yeah, done like a like, lot of sessions with him. Right, yeah. probably say yeah. on average like five times a year at least. Yeah, right? you just hang out and play with Kate Trinata. Yeah, we add the, yeah. the studio yeah. specifically, yeah. if not seeing him out elsewhere. Okay, other stuff, but you're good friends with Kate Trinata. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I did yeah. not know that. He's the best. So, yeah. how did this song come to be per se? It was a demo of his actually with my drum break, I think. So that was kind of like chopped up or something. Yeah, so it was kind of like, oh, this is actually really cool. Um, and then when we put together like the time to do these sessions, like we had Colin come through and um, and then Kay, and I think we were just like, oh, let's mess around on the song. So we recorded like a live version of it. Okay. Where it's like a more, comp- we wrote a other little section yeah. and then we kind of just put it all together uh, after playing it through, putting it in the box. He put like the, the melody wasn't initially there. So he put that on and then um, Jester wrote these like chords over the melody at the end it was kind of yeah it was a really fun one to put together it sounds kind of obviously underwhelming but uh it was really it was really fun you mean because of the way you're describing it maybe yeah I don't well know. i mean you know it's we're talking about music i mean it's it can be hard to make it sound exciting so far i'm having a great time amazing yeah, yeah, i've learned yeah. a lot of things actually on a on a honest note i remember actually pr- feeling really emotional because chester was playing these like kind of cool like you know he'd listen to this loop for all the, this entire time and then we're like okay what can we do in this section we'll drop the drums out and chester started playing all these chords and then you hear like all the harmony opening up and it way more emotional and i just remember like getting chills oh nice yeah it has a it's a pretty emotional section at the end and we were we had a big debate about whether or not to loop it more Music is, um, I mean, do you often get emotional playing? I know you're into it and it can be an intense experience, but you made a point of saying this song struck you as an emotional song. I think is that unusual? All of them, I I don't know. Every time, every time we play anything, it's like, or live shows too, like, you know, sometimes I'm like the verge of crying or something. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, it's intense for sure. Yeah, right. A couple of moments on the last tour for sure, I was like. It hits you and you're like, well, I'm not going to give in because I have so much going on. Yeah. But we played a, like a, probably one of the biggest shows we've ever played in Portugal, and it was just, like, chilling. And and not only, like, was the crowd size, like, normal uh, abnormally large in that capacity, everyone was into it from the beginning of the set, which was so cool. And you could feel it right away, and it felt you just felt fearless. It was like, like, get people to jump. It's like the whole thing, like... Everyone there was 
really crazy. I can kind of imagine what that must be like for you guys having come up together and then you have this moment where something like that's really resonating and for, but for you guys it's like your entire history is in front of you isn't it like your entire chemistry together is kind of making these people do something and it's all born of yeah and this it's, experience it's kind of cool too you know we're not playing any covers in the set it's all yeah. our original music and it's it was just kind of like wow like you know people are really here we have this was the first time we've ever played in portugal mm. Someone told me after they had a Facebook group for years called <laughs> Bring That One I Get to Portugal. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, but that wasn't the group that brought us, so unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Lavender uh, is uh, my mother-in-law swears that if you burn your hand, uh, you know, if you're cooking or something, put some lavender on it. Mm, and lavender oil? Or yeah, 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 lavender oil. Oh, Sorry, yeah. Cool. Is, is lavender there, oil is great. Yeah, I, 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 have no, I don't have a lot of experience with lavender oil, but I think of my mother-in-law when I hear it, lavender, is there a reason it's called lavender? Do you know? Did Catronada name it? No, we named it also in Singapore. I feel like lavender is like my favorite color. Like I wear a lot of lavender. I don't think that was the reason though. I think we were just like, oh, this nice name for a song. But once again, it was like we're. Yeah, that was one of the ones we were like, Velvet. I don't yeah. Know if there was any relation to like color or texture or something. Oh, okay. All right. I just was curious if there was something mm-hmm. going on with lavender. All right. We're going to move on to uh, a song which, if memory serves, is a little more low-key, Chompy's Paradise. smoky kind of feeling doesn't it where did this come this from? was an emotional song to record it was really like really really cool vibe yeah yeah it's, it's got a definite vibe to it it sticks out on the oh, record wait, i remember how we recorded this one too it was like two synths and drums i think yeah in the room oh yeah i don't even yeah. know if leland was in the room when we did i don't it. think so no. you overdub bass yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember for I, sure. I, I you played it. Juno. I yeah. played CS60. You were playing drums for the rhythm track. What did you play on CS60? Slide. The slides in All the room. Yeah, yeah, in the room. Oh wow, Crazy. through an amp. I think. <laughs> I feel like we had uh, amps in it. Yeah, maybe. For people listening, what exactly is a slide? Like okay, the synth has a ribbon on it, so the yeah. idea was to emulate slide guitar, Hawaiian. Yeah, kind right. Of feeling. Um, like so you played. You just played the slide. Like, yeah. you're just doing that. That's your yeah, role. Like in the- voicing chords and then, yeah, moving your arm over right. the Right, okay, okay. And were you saying Leland wasn't in the room when you made this song? He was in the other room. I think just, like, it didn't make sense to record the sax right away because we were still figuring out that Pretty part. sure, uh, like, usually we didn't have a sax part. Actually, Probably not. We started yeah. recording yeah. the song, and then um, it was kind of like... Uh, throw Leland in there on the mic and be like, hey, all right, come up with your, I come remember up with that, your part. Yeah, the whole, I remember that, yeah. It was just a bunch of like him being in the other room and the three of us being in the control room. And we're like, no. And yeah, no, no, yeah. no, like through the talk pack. And then like <laughs> eventually it was like, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, the I kind of... The process at arriving at that like quarter tone thing was cool. I don't really remember it's how, it, confessions how it went. I think of this as like a real Leland song. Mm. Yeah, you're saying he was kind of brought in at the end. No, no, he was there writing the chords with us and everything. Like we were figuring it all in the same room. But when we were tracking it, like like I was saying, like every song has like an essential 
track where it's the four of us in the same room. Right. This one was not. This was the three of us. It was oh. me, Chester, and Alex. Okay. Me and Chester on two synths. We're facing each other. I remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And okay. Then Leland Overdeming. It's a gorgeous. It's another. Gr- I, I hope it's clear. I really love this record. I love every song on this record. Oh, thanks. It's amazing. Oh, thanks. There's not a dud yeah, on this thing. And we'd appreciate the honesty about you didn't. Like <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's lovely. But it's a hit record. Chompy's yeah, you know. Paradise. What does that even mean? Someone said that as a joke. I feel like right. Yeah. Leland well, said that. Leland's nickname is Chompy Lee. Oh, I did. Or Chomps <laughs> Louise or C Louise. Yeah. Um, Wait, which one is it? How many nicknames does this guy have? Chompy Lee's probably. Chompy Lee's probably big one. Chompy, really? Chomps Louise, I guess I hear sometimes. Just he's got a like, high school nickname. Like they eat a lot. Chompy, his, his friend Owen. I don't even, I don't know, even know. I thought it was his like. Rap. Oh, you know what it is? Rap it's nickname. He's a really yeah. It's an old rap crew nickname. He used oh. to be a rapper. Yeah, he used to be a rapper. Then he turned singer. Then he turned saxophone. I don't mean to uh, insult anyone here, but I kind of miss Leland right now. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, totally. I mean, like, to be honest, should, I wish you miss him. Here. Yeah, and also because he talks about that interpersonal stuff. Yeah, you know, that, that <laughs> cottage getaway uh, <laughs> retreat, finding, falling in love with Sax again. No, he's. Uh, I can call him. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. It's. Uh, I love know. hearing him talk about stuff too because he doesn't say a lot. Well, I know him the least because the last time you guys were Personal. on the show, uh, he wasn't really in the band. Leland joined the band for this record, right? He was like basically uh, in the band before. before yeah. yeah, except we, and just, we used to just make him walk on stage to play a song, so then walk off stage. It was a yeah. big <laughs> introduction. It was it was a big to do when Leland would join you on stage, and then he would yeah, leave. Yeah, it was at yeah. a Skrillex concert. We we uh, it was like a joke Instagram yeah. video that yeah. we made. Oh, we and people, but, you know, yeah, we he was essentially just, officially in the band before we announced it. But, yeah, and ha- we've been playing with him since we started. I read something somewhere that someone beyond, beyond the fact that this is you, you've been naming your record. Well, this is four because it's your. Fourth album, fourth four member. Us. Is yeah. it the and then fourth member is what I keep hearing. There's no truth to that, is there? You didn't call it four because of that. We we thought it, can, that was that something like two percent. I remember we we oh, okay. like had that thought. Okay, we're, for yeah, sure we were aware of, of that. Yeah. Okay. Fourth album, and three it was three of us. You know. Yeah. True. Yeah. Well, this is a nice segue into an explosive song called Four. That's right. Yeah. It sounds a bit. Oh like yeah, because we. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the final countdown by Europe is that what you just did? No. It's like, uh, it's well, like, no, it's funny. It kind of was like a Game of Thrones theme or something. Yeah, but if you did, you can. It kind of has that vibe. No, tell me about four. This is the ostensibly the title track. Do you remember? Essentially the title track. It's essentially. It really is the title track. Could not be more of the title track. What What can you tell Tell me about four. This might have been the first song that we wrote. That's on now. Yeah, yeah, I think so for sure. Played, this was included in that almost like aforementioned a batch before. of jazz fusion songs that I keep talking about. Yeah, yeah, it gets going right away, and then it comes down, and then it gets going again. I believe, if I remember, if I remember correctly, it's got it's a dynamic song. Hmm. Yeah, this like, one actually probably had the most like played out development. I feel like we recorded before. it like three times. Also, mm-hmm. you remember that? Yeah, oh, we recorded that yeah. revolution and then twice at our place. Yeah, or at the studio. And then we weren't even sure if that was like the version, but that we were like, oh okay. We'll yeah, because it, it was such one. a loud song. We recorded to tape and just like you know when things are too hot when they hit tape, it's yeah. like they start to distort. So like you know that's why it's kind of maybe like the shittiest sounding sonically song on the record. <laughs> but it sounds like energetic. You know, it's just like. Is there a particular influence to it? I mean, I think uh, 
a lay person would hear a classic jazz sort of sound initially. Like Steve Kuhn kind of maybe. Yeah. Like the jazz Is piano that something player. you were listening to? Like For sure. Any vibes? And like, too, I feel mm. like. I'm trying to think like why we use those like that chord progression also. Chester, do you know? Mm, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> I remember writing that part, uh, all four of us together, like coming up with the chords. Like the we, main we riff? I think we, we, we might have come up with like the rhythm or something first and then fit chords. No, I think to we it. I think it was the same thing where we just had the song and I think Leland wrote the melody. Yeah. We yeah. wrote this in your dad's basement. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Pre studio. I was, you know, it wasn't pre-studio. For some yeah, reason, we had the studio. Yeah, Duke Dukes was using the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Frank Dukes? Frank, the Frank, Frank Dukes. Yeah. I remember meeting Frank Dukes. I met Frank Dukes because of you guys. Really? Crazy. Yeah, yeah he seems like a nice fella. He's amazing. He's great. Yeah, yeah. So he was using... He, like wait, he uses year. your studio sometimes? We used to share it for like three years. We opened oh. the studio together. And oh, he, uh, okay. He left. Yeah, he's, he's big oh, no. time. Yeah, he's, he's big he's time. Big? Yeah, he's big time. Yeah, he's big. I mean, I haven't talked to him in a long time. but He's on vacation right now. Like, I wouldn't know. Do you want to call him up? Let's call. Sure. No, 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 no. That's yeah, fine. We don't have to call. No Dukes. Uh, anything else you want to say about four? The title track, the illustrious and definitive title track. There's no way this isn't the title track. I feel like um, in the honest <laughs> world of our band, it's probably like the come around of like kind of falling in love and being a bit more into like doing something jazzier rather than like trying to avoid it. Did I you feel like we've done, we did that a lot before? Did you you resisted playing in certain. St- kind of styles and feels I feel like this is not necessarily like a swing song like catches yeah. on the you know sure but it does Charleston it, but it's, it's like the closest we've come to like contemporary jazz music I would say if I was at like an edgier Guelph or I almost said Guelph Jazz Festival if I was at an edgier <laughs> jazz festival and someone played this I wouldn't be like what the hell is this like mm. it seems to make sense yeah it fits within the whatever canon yeah. or something mm. and then it, it takes it travels in a different way <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it yeah. takes you to a different like it gets going and then the it goes song somewhere else. Sat for a while, like we. I remember we overdubbed a whole kind of string section on the middle part. Mm. Yeah, that we yeah, cut. That <laughs> it would have worked as that melody, too. wasn't that? Yeah. Good? yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a whole thing. Did you make way more songs for this record than you put on the record? Yes and no. I think. Because, yeah, because if you include the, the first batch of stuff we wrote, that's, like, probably five songs that mm-hmm. weren't on the record. And, and I then think we're making a lot of samples, There's the other too. song with uh, Colin. There's a few there's with the Up featured or whatever. Yeah. The there's one with another one of Charlotte. There's another one of Sam. Two yeah. other ones of Sam, actually. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, it's probably almost a whole record probably worth like of material, probably. 30 ideas with K, too, that weren't necessarily That's true, yeah. Mm. So do you yeah. plan to revisit that stuff, or is it lost? I think there's two. I think there's two. Th- oh, sorry. Oh, yes. Well, we can say the same thing. The other shots. Ready? One, two, three. I think <laughs> there's, there's two things that will come out on innovating to the material. Yeah. <laughs> that was great, guys. That yeah. was totally crystal clear. All right. But All everything right. else is kind of like, it's cool, but it's just like, we could release it, but you know, it's, I don't know. We might as well just release Bigger like, and better things, things that are like, yeah. that really could have been on the album. Yeah. Not just things that are like, oh, here us try to work something out. Sure, you know sure. what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, no. I'm just, <laughs> I just wonder if you guys are... Go to the show for that. If yeah, you make yeah. a batch of stuff and then you leave the batch behind once you move on to the next... You know, We're still learning how to make albums realistically as a band and, you know, as... Uh, oh, yeah? People who love music. So I think, uh, you know, who knows what the next uh, system is Who knows what the be. process is? You're young people, right? What are you, are you like, in your mid-20s or something? Yeah, I'm the oldest, I guess, at 26. Yeah. I'm so turning 27. This is amazing. You've yeah. accomplished a lot. In your twenties, you're like uh, the Beatles. 
crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're not exactly like the Beatles, but I'm just saying. You know, I've always said that. <laughs> 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 okay, we're gonna move on to uh, the next song after four, which is. Uh, I, I always worry I'm gonna say this wrong. It's a. It's. I believe it's a plant. Hyssop of love. Hyssop of love. That's oh, how you wow. pronounce it. Yeah. I haven't heard that title in a long time. Hyssop of love. This yeah. features Mick Jenkins. How you supposed to see him with the wool in your eyes? She to the radio before the surprise. They ain't never loved me, it's bullshit and lies. Won't you recognize all the real gold gets stole by the sign? That shit in your mind. Off a nigga head for these niggas in these dimes. Niggas sticking with the time, getting crippled by the crimes. Niggas say, oh, I heard your blood was dry. I heard your blood was dry, and I think I got what you need. I might be your guy. Also, like Sam, did Mick come up here to yeah. work with you? I just realized He's both made songs times. with Mick that oh, did yeah, it. We wow. made like two or three things, right? Yeah. Because well, one, one of them was used for his record. Yeah, Drowning yeah. went to his album. Well, we did the On the Map year, man. It's crazy. Yeah, well, he's like, already come back to the studio this year to do some stuff, and that stuff sounds crazy. He oh, actually, nice. He, I was talking to him. He said he wants to do, like, seven songs. Nice. He's an interesting guy. He was on my show, and we had a very fascinating conversation about the world and He's politics. so aware. Yeah, he's yeah. incredibly intelligent. <clears throat> he described the... Uh, I'm going to misquote this a little bit, but he described the current state of affairs as uh, in terms of the Earth as the Earth wearing a bikini when it should be... <laughs> Shrouded a little <laughs> bit more. He feels like there's no shame mm. anymore, and I took. I was very struck by that image. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. It makes him sound kind of like a prude, but I. I think I. Well, it's just. I guess it could be a metaphor for being exposed. Yes, yeah. there's that too. Yeah, I found him to be a very deep guy, and I, yeah. I've seen him oh, perform yeah. and. Totally fascinating. I, the lyrics on the song specifically definitely I went over my head when we recorded it for sure, and he comes up with it really fast. It's very impressive. So did you? You saw him write this. He wrote, yeah, he, he just wrote, wrote, wrote half it. of it there and then I think came back the next day and finished it. Was how it worked? Or we got a verse later, I remember. That's right. We got yeah. a verse later because it was a space in the middle, but he had like the hook and recorded all the, the stacks and all the singing. It and was, stuff right it was interesting because we like, we kind of just jammed with him in the room. Um, and for Drowning, which is another song I think that came about at the same time or same yeah, few days. Yeah, that was the same session, yeah. For that thing, he was literally like singing and rapping in the room as we were all playing, which was huh. really cool. Uh, and for this, he was kind of listening to the ideas and you know getting inspiration. And then we recorded the instrumental, and then he wrote stuff and rapped on top of it. So, Alex, you say the the lyrical content initially was over your head. Did you, have you come to process what you think he's going for with this song? I think there's. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of hard. Because I don't know him on a super personal level, and I think he really goes in yeah. to that world when he, you know, yeah. writes music and he writes lyrics. But I know that his beloved isn't it something to do, like a Bible reference. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember like we looked it up or something. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously, like the chorus is kind of just like I guess it's almost like this weirdly like straight edge anthem or something. Yeah, like, I'm on this love as of late. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. Like, Different type of high, got it for the free. Never needed no dollars to prove worth. I was slapping the face before I could move first. On a nigga these days, you lose worse when you slipping. We came to truth, purged in the hyssop of love. These niggas talk bread, but they missing the blood. Like they cripping, much like Krillin, how they disc could destruct. Rebuilding the ashes, caches, with the training underwater, with the passion, traction. Started gaining some muscle. Let me tell you, it actually started raining in shows. Wasn't moving no O's. 
but it's a similar hustle. Spreading love is an intricate puzzle. And hate to have you strung out and addicted to struggle. I'm on this love as late. Smoking blood, bringing to the one above. I've been thinking about this love as late. Yeah, like a drug, you won't ever get enough. I've been feeling like the plug as late. Is the line your your plug is dry? Is that what he's saying? Yeah, mm-hmm. I heard your plug was dry. Do you know what that means? Well, I think he's talking about like, the love plug. I think he's like talking about love as a drug and like, oh, as a okay. metaphor throughout the entire song, right? Right, and he mentions uh, the Outcast record. Does yeah, I like that. I like the love that below, little, yeah. Little flip. Yeah, it's fascinating. It's I I think there's a lot to process here, and I don't imagine. Uh, you, I don't. Sorry, I don't want to ask you to really interpret someone else's mm. lyrics, but it must be a strange thing for you because thus far, as we've talked about the vocalists who appear in your record, you've given them the license to say what they want. Mm-hmm. It sounds like thus far, and who knows what they're going to come up with? That's a strange thing to do, I would think, as a band, who are you know you're collaborating mm. with someone, but you don't actually. You're kind of like yeah, whatever you come up with is fine. Have you ever? Worked with someone vocally and or, in, or on this record where you've said, uh, I don't know about what you're saying. Like, have you ever questioned yeah. a guest? No, no, I think we just work with people we trust and right. you know, everyone we work with, like we just get along with super well. Right. So yeah, yeah. I, I, they're such... not going to say anything that I'm like, oh, this might be a bad idea. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like they... super offensive or whatever. Like, do they? And in... let me flip it the other way. Do they seek input from you? About yeah. where you were coming sometimes. from. Charlotte did Charlotte for and, that and I one think thing, yeah. To I a certain extent, sometimes, yeah. 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 Because but I, do you write songs, like lyrics, ever? Yeah, I, I guess I do. You do? Yeah. Okay. But you yeah, you do, too. And so I feel like, I've, like you I write lyrics on my phone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I don't write like songs here. with the melodies. I'm not, I gotta work on Starting the evolution. When, yeah. you write, when you write songs, uh, do you... Because thus far, this is, uh, if I'm... Yeah, this is the first... Well, this is the first rap on the record right, that we've yeah. talked about so far. Yeah. Do you write raps? Do you write songs? What do you write not when you write it? Not raps. <laughs> you yeah. don't write raps. I guess like cla- like just songs, like chords and 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 lyrical melodies, which okay. I guess is also could also be a rap, right? It could I mean, be. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm just I mean. curious. I guess like um, what differentiates it in a way, you know. I think well, I know you you have different interests yeah. and I know as songwriters that can be complicated when you particularly cuz you don't have a vocal outlet. Mm. Which right. of you really? I mean, I don't unless anyone have uh, any one of us has shown like a real honest connection to rapping, mm. you yeah. know, from mm. our even though you love the her point of view, yeah, yeah. Um, I think we all like singing feels a little bit more comfortable, and okay. I think related to like the album and the sessions, it's kind of like a learning process. This is probably like I don't know one of many kind of educational vocal. Um, sessions we've done like mm. in the same room together with someone so I think you just kind of really leave an open space and you work together to create something and um, it kind of relies on the strength of the vocal and what we can do instrumentally right well anyway it's it's cool it's cool mm-hmm. that you're working with people like this uh, we're gonna move on very, I think we should move very on very lucky yeah. <laughs> yeah structure number three
everyone think, is. I don't think I've listened to the song since. Is this not a song you've, you've you've not you're not performing this one? No, no, no. We I don't really even know how it goes. Damn. I mean, I know how it goes. No, yeah, no. of course. I'm I just so. I really like the B section. The B section is jam to me. Sick. I think yeah, that's cool, cool B super B nice melody you added on top of that. Just like a, this was probably the song that we were the least stoked on when we uh, oh. compiled the album. Just disclaimer. Well, now, why is that? Is it hard to play? Is it just not fun to play? It's just kind of like I feel like we've done stuff like this before. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I guess I don't think the only reason we put it on the record was because when we were compiling, we had like a whole bunch of songs to choose from. But it's like this one, I feel like kind of broke that space on the record up nicely. It was kind of a ballad. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. like yeah. the mix song so intense, the Charlotte song so intense. Like it just needed a bit of like counterbalancing. Oh, it's and like a, it's a dynamic. You did it for the dynamic of the record. It's an interlude, I would say, yeah. than anything, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I, I definitely wouldn't say I don't like the song. I like the song. It's just, it's not a mind, like, it's not, like, one I have, like, a super deep memory or, like, feeling about. I yeah, think Chester so. plays a really nice bass solo. Yeah. Oh, that's right, yeah. It's just kind of got, got like a, a lot of like time outro. Yeah, yeah it's got a lot of our bass on the record. Yeah, it's yeah. got a lot of our just kind of like like ideas that I feel like we've used before, so it doesn't feel as exciting as some of the Okay, it's, it's kind right. of like a I, I think like and once again I like the song. I think it's almost like a worse version of Differently Still with some different stuff in it. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. At least like with that re- song fulfilled on three. Yeah, this does it on four. I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's not spend. Not too much. We're like not stoked. At all. <laughs> no, no. It's just it's clear you <laughs> don't. Opinions, it's clear yeah. that this is. And a, I also think that just you saying the the title the title is definitely weird. Do you know that was that, definitely a title. We're just like, what the? Where fuck does that did come from? Well, I think that was another <laughs> suggested title, maybe. And then we we're like, okay, sure. Instead of calling I totally it, forgot what I called it. That. Who yeah. suggests titles to you? Who has the gall? I think we asked yeah. our friend Connor, Connor after like just kind of all being stumped. He's a lovely creative, you know. He, he created the band name uh, for the, the right. YouTube oh, channel, so he's just that. good at oh, stuff God. like oh, that, you know. Okay. Someone, and again, you can kind of tr- we can trust him, so it's kind of like, man, we're stumped. <laughs> well, it's great. I like it. <laughs> I'm glad it's on the record, and uh, I appreciate your honesty about it, though. It yeah, could be, it would be. I weird. mean, honestly, I don't know. Maybe if we just start jamming it, I'll fall in love with it again. But yeah. it's literally just been like, oh, I totally forgot. About in it. the I, moment, I it's music. like not something. Not something I'm super hype on. Okay. which is okay. There's songs that happen when you make sure. stuff that's like that. Yeah. It's weird, right? Sure. You froze this in time, and now it's out there, and you can't. Exactly. Yeah, it's what it was. It'd at the be time. weird. I feel like if like every song we we're like, yes, still killed it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Best so sick. Beatles. You know, yeah. you did earlier mention to that. music yeah. after 2016 ever again. <laughs> we are going to move on to uh, another landmark song, I think, for your band. This one features Charlotte Day Wilson. It's called "In Your Eyes." Alex Leland and Charlotte were jamming. Um, 
and she said she had kind of a song idea from like I think she said it was a year or two old at the time or something and, and she wanted she to just, be specifically yeah, with us she's like oh I always thought you guys oh, would yeah, sound good playing this and she had some like parallel minor chords we're like we love parallel minor chords and then uh, and she had like um, a strong like really strong lyrical and melodic thing going on so we're like oh why don't we try to add some chords and expand it and then very we, pushy and we uh, ended up adding lots of chords, lots of chords. Mm-hmm. yeah it totally changed like the <laughs> the the whole vibe she kept the same melody and then we just kept adding chords and changing it and then changed key in the second verse and you know it's and uh, the, hmm. it changes key twice yeah <laughs> and the intro is in a different key yeah it was like Alex on drums being like, yeah, that's cool, but like, let's make it cooler. And then they were like, okay, how do we make this cooler? And then they would, he'd be like, how about this? And then this, and they just kind of, uh, it was just like, it was weird because it was like, Alex was kind of challenging them and being like, that sounds good. Like that chord's cool, but like could be a cooler chord. And then like, <laughs> eventually it got to a point where I was like, it's a quite a complex song, you know, but, uh, it somehow doesn't sound like it, I think, which is cool. I don't think you notice that it's like there's a bunch of key changes and just so many different um, little sections. So. I don't know about the, like too many chords. I feel like it's like no, it's no, no, like no. Silly Dan well, you know, level chords. You know what it was? <laughs> I think it was like, just like maybe uh, from just other sessions. At least I know I was kind of like I'm on the drums, so I feel like sometimes I just give a lot of input because I'm not doing anything. Mm-hmm. You guys are focusing on so much shit that like I probably get so pushy. I'm probably yeah, that's a drummer thing. Yeah, for you sure. You want to be learned, involved? I'm, I've learned. I think I'm yeah. doing a lot better. Yeah, we'll see when we get back in. Then. <laughs> um, but, uh, I think I just was like, I think it sounded nice to me. I was just like, oh, where can, what can we explore? Like, you know, what can we keep exploring? We would get to a certain section or be like, oh, what was that? And I think I don't think there's too many chords in the song. I think they all have a really meaningful uh, motion and placement. Mm. Well, uh, similar to Time Moves Slow, and I don't know if it's just the fact that it's Charlotte and and Sam, but the the vocals give it this uh, give it a timeless quality. Like mm. it seems like a soul song that I was like when I first heard it, I'm like, what is this? Where did this come from? Mm. And I don't know if I mean I imagine that kind of music means something to you guys. That's, Absolutely, yeah. And I mean, in terms of categorizing what Charlotte's up to, does anyone want to take a crack at that? Because I'm trying to figure her out all the time. She's got like a, like I say, a timeless classic quality, but but it feels very contemporary. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think the voice is just clearly, you know, it has a quality that doesn't sound immature. It sounds very mature. Yeah. It sounds very, you know, honest. Um, and I think what's contemporary is her personality and her lyrics, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. And I think, obviously, she has other songs that sound more modern than this. Yeah, like, she actually produces a lot of her own stuff like all pretty much by herself I feel like yeah like programming drums and all that stuff yeah I listen to just a really wide range of music like I mean I obviously like soul is a big influence of mine but I also listen to a lot of folk and country and I feel like that song I sang it a little bit less like 
soulful or something than mm. than usually. I don't know. They always say that I sang that because it was like one take. I think we recorded it to tape, and it was just like okay, go, and then that's just what came out. So it wasn't super calculated, I guess, or. I don't know. Just it's just how it happened, I guess. I had written it in a very uh, emotional state um, <laughs> because I, I guess I was having feelings for a friend and uh, and didn't know how to uh, how to articulate them to her. And she had a boyfriend, so yeah, that's just, that's yeah. pretty clear, I think, in the content. <laughs> uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember quite distinctly like sitting down at the piano in my parents' house in High Park and came home kind of late one night after a tumultuous evening on the town kind of just chasing this girl around and then just came home and wrote it Leland and Matt specifically uh, were the I guess string the, consultants yeah, yeah. that one came up with some pretty Hollywood amazing players, arrangements yeah. uh, throughout the song that was super that fun that stuff was really cool and do you, do you just know Charlotte from like around how do you know her I went to high school with Charlotte. You went to high school with Charlotte. Yeah. I didn't know she actually sang, though. We only talked once. I only talked to her, like, twice. I remember literally one <laughs> conversation was just... I don't know why we... It was... Because he was a year ahead of me. I think we played Billie Jean, like, school band. <laughs> he was playing drums, and I was playing saxophone, and we were seated beside each other. I remember just listening to him play, and then I just leaned over, and I was like, hey, you're really good at drums. So I was probably just really shy. I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> he was like, thanks. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Because now that Maddie's not touring with them, when he's back at home and like has the studio, um, him and I have been spending a lot of time working on stuff together. So, and same with all of the other guys. I, I mean, I try to we try to work together whenever they're back. Every time like you make music with her, you hear her songs, and or you just talk to her, she just really. Uh makes you kind of see things a little bit more clear yeah. from her perspective and what's going on and like what's like really matters and important what's kind of progressing in the world of you know music and being a female in the role in the music industry yeah. the beautiful thing too about making music with people is that the song will outlive us which is I sometimes I can't even fathom it or wrap my head around it but it's like it's so beautiful to share something like that with someone where it's like, this song is out in the world and it will last as long as we live and beyond. And that is something that I'm really happy to share with those guys. I think. Am I? Are we, we done? We're almost sick. done. <laughs> Cashmere.
tune. to talk about cashmere. Big tune. Um, <laughs> actually, in the club. something we haven't talked about is that uh, when we did a period of really intense recording for the album, like a couple months span, uh, we were graciously lent a piano from Paul Han Pianos. It was Woo! like a beautiful, Shout out Paul Han. Yeah, just beautiful just plug for them. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored. <laughs> Please, um, I have my own sponsors. Take, Don't do this our... to me. And it was super, super amazing to have, you know, have that instrument in our space. It took up like half the studio. 130-year-old Steinway. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Holy yeah. cow. They brought it to your space. Yeah. Oh, wow. We pay, a... for the, we pay for we the pay delivery, for the and, and they t- <laughs> it was tuned every week like they requested, um, but it was a very, very um, gracious thing. Maddie, have. you played this thing? Oh yeah, big time. I played on cashmere. And and how was that? It was amazing. It was like uh, <laughs> I don't know, just thinking about the piano it was just like it was like inspiring to write on, you know. Hmm. And it sounds so corny, you know, like to say that like oh the piano is the you know <laughs> no nah, but <laughs> like yeah, but yeah. uh it's, you're, you're a tone doctor. It's yeah. true, you pick up a certain guitar. You could have a couple of guitars, but you pick up a certain one. I don't know what it why, but it just that's the one that makes you play and write yeah exactly strange something about the resonance or how you like resonate with it you know yeah but this piano was just, it sounded amazing and i forgot like the ref or like what we were thinking of when we were writing cashmere but that one was like the emotion most emotional performance at least for me i remember mm. like, it's a bit of a like, solo. i think we had yeah. a we had an iphone demo of it that was just us playing the first two chords for a while it was like yeah. a free, i remember that yeah and you were like going sax like yeah it's hmm. kind of one of these like <laughs> like croat jazz vibes that we turn into this one, I suppose. I just remember we, we like to like with another kind of like almost Arthur Verakai esque yeah the B section in it. Yes, mm. definitely. Is it uh, those, shout out to Tom Moffat on the trumpet? Notes. Yes, Tom Moffat. Who's Tom Moffat? Great guy. Yeah. yeah, went to Humber. Was a beautiful trumpet player. Flugelhorn. He plays trombone on the song, which I don't think is pretty rare. But he was like a, the first time he it? ever recorded trombone. <laughs> yeah, You've, he's a killer uh, Toronto session. He's a great man. dude. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. out here. Amazing You've guy. listed it as his credits as trumpet and bone. Yeah, bone. <laughs> well, he played the bone. Yeah, the bone. He played yeah. the bone. I didn't know it was called the bone. That's music speak. Music yeah. speak. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, bonorama. <laughs> bonorama. Yeah, ten is, bones. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Just bonorama is a funny thing to say. Yeah, why is that? War pigs. Why? Hmm. I just think it's funny. Interesting. <laughs> I feel like uh, I don't want to progress any <laughs> go any further with that. Uh, is it? A, it's a bit of a. It's a quieter ending hmm. to a record that is. Lively and quiet, I guess. That big time. C dominant chord. Oh, baby. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we wanted to end with like yeah. a stark uh, finish. Stark, yeah. four, stark C. <laughs> oh, no. That's like it was Lydian. natural for, right? It's Lydia. Uh, yes, yeah, C sus. Well, it's great. All right. Well, anything else you want to say about cashmere besides the bonorama thing? We didn't. It was. We didn't. We spelt it differently than the Let's Up one. <laughs> yes, you did. You spelled it like the uh, yeah, the, the fabric, the fabric yeah, yeah, not. Yeah. It was a really meditative song to record. Like it was a uh, cool process. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Was it a, a relatively easy song to record? No. Well, no. to get the take was easy. It was the second take, I think, hmm. or third. Like there was not a lot. It's a fun one because I remember also um, getting the sounds was hard. Getting the sounds Super was hard because hard. the piano is when you record drums and piano at the same time. Like the 
drums are going to change because all the drums are going to the piano mics. And the kick drum was here, and the end of the piano was like, right, like the piano played really quietly. You literally like feet away from each other. (laughs) Oh, okay. So, so if anyone screws up, I mean, you don't. It doesn't seem like you do a lot of overdubbing either. No, no, but it's not even about anyone screwing oh. up. It's like when you're actually miking the instruments, like to have a drum kit be like two feet away from a, a gigantic grand piano. Yes. To get both of them to sound good, is you incredibly th- difficult. Yeah, you right. Throw yeah. away the options of like tight drum sounds because the room is now right. a part of the recording. Okay, I'm gonna re-listen to that. I didn't really pick up on that roominess. But it's- but oh, uh, we no, but we, we kind of like got a control. Yeah, oh, exactly. we did a baffle. And we tons of blankets, like oh. painter blankets, okay, okay. <laughs> everywhere, and like yeah. we use like mic stands to like make almost like a drum booth with the blankets. We c- I couldn't see Alex at all oh, when yeah. we were playing yeah. it because he just had blankets in front of him. Yeah, cozy, cozy Classic, uh, blankets on the piano cozy under the like, blankets. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it was actually kind of cool if you think about it because you're just literally playing a song and you're not looking at the person, and sometimes that means a lot. But yeah. I think that's just kind of classic, um, like classic jazz style you know mm. just you're in your own world i presume you named it cashmere because all the blankets were made of cashmere oh, yeah you? most of them i guess yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah do you remember yeah, yeah. it's all just cashmere sweaters yeah. yeah well we had a song called velvet and right i think it yeah. was like the song felt nice yeah. yeah it seems cozy doesn't yeah. it all right listen we did it we went through the whole record Ooh. i appreciate this hey. conversation it's uh, unusual wow, I imagine it was an hour and 21 minutes well, we're not know? even done hey. right, so <laughs> quite yet it's i have a four hour episode don't think he's Cas- hovering over the stop one thing casper mattresses um <laughs> yeah what's another one um, uh blue apron oh yeah <laughs> oh god um, Squarespace. Squarespace. Squarespace is huge big one yeah these podcast sponsors i what's happening next for bad bad not good that's what i want to know at this point, because there was a news report, Maddie, that you were taking a little break, and I was confused oh, by geez. this. What was no, I'm not on? on break from the band at all, just okay. from touring. You didn't want to tour anymore. Yeah. What happened? I'm a big baby. I don't like touring. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I just like I like was dealing with some like mental health stuff, and okay. touring was like just way. It was insane. It just like got me to. You know, I don't know. Like, I, I almost don't want to delve too much into okay. it. Okay, uh, that's fair. It was a you very say maybe an, an amplifier. Yeah, touring was definitely not healthy for me at okay. all. And uh, you know, I did it for like five and a half years, I guess. Like, it was just kind of like I felt yeah. like I need to take just like, a serious break amount of time the surface, away. Man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So sorry, are you done as a touring member permanent? No, I, like I'll definitely play shows and like tour in some capacity again. But okay. I, I don't think I would probably ever tour like how I used to. Right. You know. Okay. And how do you make do? What about you guys? Are you going to tour as much? Actually, Maddie's roommate is <laughs> is filling in for him. Shout out James. Uh, shout yeah. out James Hill. Doctor Hill. Jimmy. So and Ooh, that's Jim Steam. <laughs> and that's just the that's what it's, that's what's going to happen. Are you going to maintain the schedule that you had? Well, he's. It was also <laughs> like I mean, you know, obviously Matt's mental health issues were like you know a really big and tough time but also just figuring out what to do we were all like no we're not going to play a show without matt like we've always done this together yeah yeah is it it's you know i feel like you're talking about this album that's like almost two years old two years old now yeah literally two years old what's happened since yeah and then right the current time right now is just there's been so much growth and new avenues and settings and exploration that's kind of set in Mm -hmm. so it's just a different time Okay. Yeah. All right. And do, are you working on a new record? We're working on maybe stuff. there'll be one thing. Let's uh, get a deadline. Throw a bunch of folder, <laughs> a bunch of folders together. Do you have stuff? We've, we've been working on stuff, but I wouldn't say any of it is gonna 
form. Like, Nothing actually feels really our next like, album. bad, bad. We've been, oh, music. okay. It feels like like us making music, but there's no like <laughs> improvisation. Yeah, I, like, we haven't made like solos. a thing as bad, bad, not good in a while. I'd say. I see. Okay. But we've like amb- yeah. we made some like ambient stuff. It could be featuring. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the, no, that stuff's cool. Oh, yeah. Sorry, are you working together, but not, on not really on the. Well, we haven't band. been like we haven't yeah. like yeah we haven't done stuff with solos, which yeah. is, I think really separates the like. Oh, I see what you're saying. Of, you okay, know, we've been We're, making like chord progressions and samples and writing songs with people, but nothing's had like specifically like an instrumental song with the bass. Well, we haven't like played all in the same room. I think that's a big thing. Oh, like, true. I'd say that's when it's like clearly like a bad bad not good yeah. thing. When's true. the last time you played together? My sister's I, wedding. I feel yeah, like... Yeah, that's true, oh, yeah. And then before then, like, New Year's, maybe. Yeah, true. When yeah. was your sister's wedding? When? When was it, yeah? Um, July 15th. Oh, congratulations. You got a brother-in-law. Yeah, or a sister-in-law, July I don't know. July <laughs> got... They... Yeah, I got a brother-in-law. Yeah. Seems like it was um, a couple days ago. I know, it's, it's so, crazy. so crazy. Yeah. yeah. It was July, crazy. Yeah. So the last time you played together was the wedding, and then no, we've like worked together in the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this is the okay. last time that we've been like at our primary instruments performing okay. music together. Right, yeah, we were yeah. her wedding band. Okay, and yeah. I know that you put out stuff all the time, so there's more stuff coming uh, under the name Bad Bad Not Good at some point. There's, I, I mean, I think side. the next thing probably to come out is like a couple B sides from this okay. sessions, okay. and I think we just need to hustle and get yeah. our shit together realistically because there's a lot of recorded music but we don't know know. we make so much music it's crazy I don't mean to say that in a way that sounds like uh, gregarious or whatever like we make so much music so much music no you do seem prolific and it does seem like you were even as we were talking about these songs it sounds like every time you worked with someone you made three or four songs and we heard one so there's stuff out there but again we don't know if you're going to revisit it we've talked about this I think something will happen yeah you guys are great we just don't know is what I'm saying we never know when it's like the one thing that will slip through the cracks instead of working on like you know the band or like the business we just work on songs that don't get released right it's to do it four is amazing and I want to thank you guys again for being on this show uh, uh, is there where do people go to learn more about Bad Bad Not Good badbadnotgood.com badbadnotgood.com yeah. uh, Maddie actually also uh, uh, designed our website oh, wow. a little tidbit oh, my thing you know? nice job yeah. nice job Maddie yeah and um, is there a song we've been talking about individual songs people have been hearing little tastes of things but is there one specific song we should go out on from four. Cashmere or in your eyes or something like that? Yeah. Sure. Well, which <laughs> which one? one? Number three, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> which one? Which one? Uh, cashmere you pick, in your you eyes. Pick one. Um, we play them all the cashmere, time. So I'd say. So it's like the last song on the record. Cool. It's you like a good you, outro song. You want to play Cashmere? Yeah. Okay. This is Cashmere by Bad Bad Not Good. Uh, Chester, Maddie, Alex, thank you so much for being with me and spending time with me and best of luck with everything in the future. God thank bless. You. Thanks you for having too. us. Absolutely.
That was the 346th episode of Creative Control, a podcast on the Antica Network that's available on iTunes, Audioboom, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Overcast, among others. If you can't find an episode or wish to learn more about me, please visit vishkana.com. Everything should be there on my website, really, everything. You can like Creative Control on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter, at Vish Creative. I'm at Vish Khanna. Follow us both. Why not? What's the harm? Listen to a radio show version of Creative Control on Wednesdays at noon Eastern Standard Time around the world at CFRU.ca or on an actual radio at 93.3 on your FM dial if you're in or near Guelph. Please visit patreon.com slash creative control to make a flexible monthly donation to keep this podcast going. I figured out that if everyone on my Facebook page, if everyone who likes the Facebook page or that follows us on Twitter, if everyone just pledged $2 a month, I would be, relatively speaking, a gazillionaire. So please consider pledging just like 2 bucks a month if you like the podcast and that'll keep me going. If everyone does it, it'd be great. That's all I need. Thank you. What? What's the harm? What's the harm? Also, we have some t-shirts still left for sale. Sometimes if you pledge the show and I send you a t-shirt, I throw in a little goodie. If I have something that I think you might like, I throw that in there too. So again, patreon.com slash creative control. This episode would not be possible without our sponsors, Pizza Trocadero, whom you can call for pickup or delivery at 519-829-2444 or check them out at trocaderoguelph.ca. Fantastic pizza. The Bookshelf, an independently owned bookstore, bar, music venue, and movie theater located at 41 Quebec Street in Guelph. Learn more about them at bookshelf.ca. Planet Bean, freshly roasted, fair trade, certified organic coffee. More info, visit planetbeancoffee.com. Granddad's Donuts, located at 574 James Street North in Hamilton, Ontario. Best donuts anywhere. Visit granddads.ca for more information about them. And I have a whole meal's worth of ingredients delivered right to your Canadian home. Visit HelloFresh.ca and use the promo code CREATIVE50, CREATIVE50, for 50% off your first order. Thank you for listening to this show. Continue to do so. Download episodes, subscribe to the podcast, recommend it to friends, like it, whatever they rate it, review it. All of that stuff helps. Okay, thanks for listening. I will talk to you very soon. Goodbye for now. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.